what's up everybody i should i should warn you because you know i'm in the limited setting you know how my pathetic situation is where i'm in my mom's basement almost 37 not doing anything you know probably a disappointment to the whole fucking family <laughs> so now i'm in my basement and uh the smoke this uh, because like you know it's a pandemic going on there hasn't been anyone to come and change the fucking uh battery for the uh smoke alarm and uh uh, it, it goes, it's, I mean, it, for a while it was off, like, it, it didn't make a fucking sound for the longest fucking time, and then now, all of a sudden, it's come back, and then in my fucked up head, I just fucking have, like, theories, like, you know, how I think I'm being monitored, and then, you know, people, you know, uh, there's, like, some way that they can just uh, be more annoying, like, I mean, they clearly show that they can, uh, move my cursor around when I write in my journal or something like that, right? And show that they can, you know, hack my fucking shit. But, uh, you know, and hint that they're fucking watching me all the time. Put me in a state of paranoia. So, I just wanted to give, uh, that's my, you know, warning. Uh, uh, there you go. You can probably hear the beep right there. It'll probably be more prevalent yeah, as, as, as as the podcast goes along. I have a lot of fucking topics. Um, I, you know, I, 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 here's the thing, man. The last two weeks, or like maybe the last month. So much news has come out where, like, if I do a podcast, I feel like I'm going to be outdated with information. But then it's like I don't even retain information properly anyway. Like, I can't name you every single person that has died, every single riot that's happened. You know, I it seems like it's been calming down, but it seems like the last couple of days, from what I've seen, at least in Portland, there's more riots fucking taking place, and, uh, you know, um, once in, I guess they, they amp it up once in a while, I can't keep up with all these factions, like, uh, you know, CHOP, what's this new thing, uh, in Portland, CHOP, or, uh, it's been changed to CHOP, they've already rebranded from Chaz, I don't fucking know, and I don't know if that's, like, an inside fucking job, or, uh, you know, um, but I, I, you know, it's just, it's just what it is. But then the thing is, I, I don't feel like doing podcasts because I feel like I'm outdated and, and everything is fucking passing by and then I just have a fucking whole list. So this might have to be broken down into two podcasts essentially. Cause I, I mean, I could do like a five hour podcast. I might have to even skip AEW cause I, I, I've been holding it off even though I, like, I try to write down my opinions first. So at least I have the, the, the thought down but then, like you know, it it just it just fucks up, kind of like where like I just keep prolonging it, and and also it hasn't helped that I kind of uh, to kind of make up for not doing a podcast. I kind of went back a little bit to Periscope for some interaction, kind of just to see how the app is holding up, see if it's still fucking toxic. And even though I've been on, like, a little bit more consecutively, like, I think I've been on each, like, for the last, like, maybe two or three days, I've been on for, like, at least, like, 40 minutes, uh, you know, sometimes lower than 20, 20 minutes, but I've been on trying to just interact. And it's cool to catch up with some people, but then you realize that, like, during this time, like, you know, like, there's people, like, that are on that app that have never disclosed their political affiliations, and I think I'm already open book about how I fucking feel, and people can, you know, Google what I fucking feel, whether it be on tweets, blogs, old videos, you know what I mean? So some people I feel who are, like, you know, maybe alt-right or conservative don't want to be forthright with it, you know what I mean? It's always under the guise of, like, well, I can disagree with you, but, like, I won't get angry. Like, Dolph Ziggler put that fucking tweet out about, oh, I, 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 sometimes I disagree with people, and guess what? It doesn't make me upset. 
And it's like, okay, so, so it's always funny how these guys that lean right always want to make it seem like they're the ones that are above, like, like they're so moral that they're so, like, you know, uh, they're, they're such a model citizen that they don't get mad at disagreement, but, like, they don't disclose that the people disagreeing with them are normally people that are fucking getting mad at the systemic issues that affect fucking my disenfranchised groups. So, so even if I brought that out to Dolph Ziggler and said that, or like, you know what I mean, and he just disagreed that there is no systemic issues, he'll go, well, I just disagree with that, and that's it. But it's, it's also misleading because these guys align with, uh, uh, like, like, like the, the, who they're aligning with are people that are fucking oppressors. And, uh, and, and oppressive, who's, like, using some fucking type of uh, magic to fucking, like, basically make it look like they're always the fucking victims with their with their talking points and all that. So they they've intellectualized that to make it see always make it seem like they're the ones that are 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 above and be like you know they're above like childish liberals and all that type of shit. And there are fucking, you know, limited neoliberal types who are fucking assholes, but like it's always funny when I hear that from people like who are on the right kind of like they can disagree with me, but it's like they like, they want to align with, like, the fucking, the white supremacist system, but then they also don't want to be chastised for it, and they want to be able to, because, again, like, by them, by them disagreeing, like, it won't affect them, whatever, because all they can do is just shut down my talking points, right, and then, and then you can just keep going on because you're aligning with fucking evil, kind of, in a way. You know, and 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 then you know what I mean, because like because because you know the people that you're disagreeing with are more powerless than the people you happen to agree with, and it's always like that kind of fucking nonsense where it just fucking it just pisses me off. So you know, and I'm sorry. This is gonna be a common theme. You know, what I mean, this is brought to you by smoke alarms. But yeah, so like that. So again, you know, I just wanted to do a little intro before I get into the topic because there's so much. I don't even know where to start. First of all, it's Canada Day. Happy Canada's Day. Happy 4th of July to those that are celebrating. I hate doing fucking positive messages. Because I just... It doesn't feel right. Um, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be fucking super negative, but, you know. Maybe because it's like, you know, uh, this is like, you know, my, you know, I think 11th consecutive year being alone on any, like, major hol- like holiday kind of shit. You know what I mean? Because, like, you know, I've had a, a falling out with a lot of fucking people. I always think a lot of people, you know, were, uh, you know, compromised and uh, kind of, you know, not sold me out, but they had to move along with whatever the plan was in the grand view. And because of that, I've missed out on friendships, you know, celebrations. Though, you know, sometimes it just, and then sometimes when I'm sitting here analyzing it, especially during this pandemic, I analyze, like, my fucking friendships, and if I could redo things, could I be as fucking mouthy as I am now back then if I wanted to, like, change the outlook at least to not, not, to kind of give off a more threat vibe than, you know, just being someone who's an easy mark, which I always thought, like, you know, that's why I was kind of chosen by some people that knew me. Because it always felt like they knew that, like, you know, my family was fucking, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, hooked up, you know, I, uh, I'll, you know, have some value, 
you know, and I don't know, it just always felt, like, weird that people latched on, latched on to me, like, even though, like, I probably outgrew some friendships, but then, like, you're kind of manipulated back into them, you know, they, they, they make friends with, you know, people in your life, so they're always around no matter what, and that's why, you know, some of these trolls remind me of, because they, they, you know, are now familiar, familiarizing themselves with, you know, a lot of people that I'm cool with, and then it makes me not want to be kind of cool with certain people who are, you know, aligned with these trolls, because these guys just, you know, just, you know, have been causing me fucking more stress the last fucking 10 years. And it feels like, you know, I, I've been kind of targeted. And a lot of, and again, with the story of Hana Kimura coming out, that, you know, these reality show uh, things wanted her to act out and be what, she, uh, and be more, uh, you know, be more aggressive than she is. Which then, you know, you're creating a fucking character that, uh, that the system will also co-sign the people that are fucking coming after you as well. Mixed with other people who are just innocent bystanders just criticizing you constantly. And again, to the bigger point, it's like that's how, you know, a lot of streamers, a lot of celebrities, um, they get their most controversy because, uh... Um, it's you know there's more controversy um um but by being you know an aggressive fucking person and because like you're let's say for example i was in that space where i'm uh i'm in that space where you know i'm on the stern show and i'm looking at how they argue and they argue with the lowest common denominator like let's say the meanest fucking things and because i grew up thinking that you know when i was trying to get edgier that that was how you argued and all that type of shit. And it, you, it gets ingrained into you and you basically learn it. And then you realize that that's also kind of propaganda. Even though that comes across edgier than PC stuff. So what happens is then like you, what's it called, basically go into that fucking frame. And because I'm, I'm, I have mental illness and, you know, if you trigger me enough... I will fucking, you know, say horrible things to you because I'm, I'm dealing with evil people anyways who are nonstop going to come after me. But then, you know, when you look at it and, and, and like, you know, just ex ex uh, excluded from everything else, it seems like a pretty horrible, it seems like pretty horrible things to say. So it feels like you're constantly in, in pressure to be uh, insane. And then when you're actually more sane, that's when you're considered you know, really boring, no one wants to, you know, really, like, oh, you're not a great entertainer anymore, because, you know, you're not, uh, you know, cussing people out all the time, but people don't understand that takes a fucking toll on you, and, and these people, they they have nothing else but to fucking, you know, organize, and, and, and try to, and try to create more drama, that's why my periscopes are never really popping as much, they, they, you know, when they do get, get a sizable audience is when I'm cussing somebody out, and I see that going on more and more, and it feels like, you know what I mean, like secret groups and all that type of shit. And it's like, I don't want to deal with people that are fucking always dealing in fucking some shadiness and all that. Because I don't know who, who everyone is, I don't know who everyone's associated with. You know what I mean? And, and, and again, and, and people disclose that from me, so they can get close enough to me that when they uh, explain who they are and who they're associated with... It's going to be harder for me to fucking uh, get, get away from these people because they are going to, uh, uh, because, because we already built a bond, but it's built up, built up on, on a lie. 
That's why I was telling you about that story about that woman that, you know, I was kind of interested in and we were kind of getting along, you know, we, uh, you know, I, we, we flirted with each other and all that. And then not knowing that you know, this whole, she knows how I felt about Trump, about, you know, the whole thing, especially when this was, ha- well, when, 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 it was more like buying to the neoliberal stuff as well, kind of a little bit, but just me just hating Trump and, you know, then just randomly telling me, oh yeah, I voted for him. It's like, that's, you know what I mean? Like if you told me that beforehand, maybe I could have asked you, okay, was it because you agree with them or just because you want to shake things I like, like what was your motive whatever right so that's why I, I i i don't like getting close to fucking certain people online and i feel like sometimes people online like, latch on to you and then the thing is you don't even want to associate with people you might know because you don't know what they're associated with i think the world is just run by evil and uh you know the world's just run by fucking evil all you know and uh it's just fucking insane. Uh, it's, it's it's really really fucking insane. So it just to me just you know being someone that's kind of been abused. And by the way, what what I was saying with the Hanukkah thing is that that's like a you know you can basically correlate that with how people in the industry act. Why is Shane Dawson and all these guys getting in trouble for doing blackface and doing pedophilia jokes? See, they indoctrinate you at a young age to think that's like the edgiest humor. So you are an impressionable person who who falls for that. By the time you actually make it into the industry, then you find out that you got to fucking perpetuate it and influence people with that kind of fucking humor. And you keep the cycle alive and then they throw all the blame on you even though these rules are predetermined. And the reason why people don't like that is because people always go, oh, why can't anyone take accountability for themselves? Okay, well, the accountability that, they, that, that you know, some of these people owe you maybe is probably selling out to the system kind of. But if they're being forced to doing this fucking fucked up shit and they make it look like it's spontaneous and organic then, like, you know, there's a bigger fucking problem at hand, you know? That's what I'm trying to fucking say. It's just, it's just you know, it's just, like, it's, it's, all, it's all convoluted and inconsistent. It's, it's, it's fucking, it's, it's just outrageous now, man. So, again, like, you don't know anything, and then, you know... So, basically, the last week, I've just been taking in news, and, you know, especially with the WWE, I'm going to get into it. Um, I'm kind of behind, you know what I mean? I'm going to be doing uh, AW, AW, uh, quick thoughts. I'm not going to go through fucking the matches. Like, I, I, I've proven that I cannot do that. I, I try to go beyond my fucking, ta- beyond my range by trying to sum up fucking how the matches are fucking going just to give you some kind of description. But I suck at it. It ends up with me reading. And I give credit to the fucking sites that I'm reading off of. But you know what I mean? So, you know, I just, uh, you know. I'll just give you quick thoughts about each show. You know, it's Wednesday right now. I don't, I don't even know if I'm going to be airing this. So, like, even so, like, by the time you hear this, maybe Fighter Fest and the Great American Bash are already fucking happened. But I'm going to be talking about last week's thing. It's just, it's just so much craziness. It's, it's no, it's no sign of slowing down whatsoever. So it feels like the, so I feel like I'm taking in more information on. Uh, on, uh, you know, and again, and then not even taking information, taking information and explaining it in my, the, uh, in my conspiratorial way, which, you know, ha- no, has no facts, you know what I mean? And because I feel like sometimes people who are third party types 
want to be the ones that are telling the truth that if you kind of allude to that, that, that they would have to lie a little bit too, they might get offended and they might think you're discrediting them, but you're not really discrediting them. It's just more of like there's a system in play where there, again, people, smarter people than me have disagreed that the, the, the whole good side versus bad side thing doesn't exist but because, you know, it, their thoughts are more logical than, than what my fucking conspiratorial thing is, you know? People, like, look down at people who think, you know, who who think that movies and all that shit send you some hidden... Like, because, because, like, some of these fucking directors, they give you an interview where they tell you what their uh, thought process was. It's always for discourse. Then, like, you're going to find out that that guy lied and then there'll be something else. But there is an overall thing where some of these... Maybe some of them are... There's a lot of propaganda, but there's some of these fucking things where you... They're basically telling you some fucking truth. And sometimes people don't even realize that. Because I think people get, get into the fucking show's politics. And no one, like, really looks at the, at the, at the, at the grand view on, on, on certain levels, right? Like, even with, like, with, even with, like, propaganda shows... Like, yeah, fine, they're propaganda, but there's also parts that are hidden truth. Not with, like, the narrative of, like, okay, like, they're good guys doing something, whatever, right? But if they're showing you tactics of them fucking lying, then I can still take that and going, oh, they actually do this, but they're also kind of more, they're more fucking assholes. They're more, they're, you know, they're more, they're more assholes in real life of, of, of that nature. Not like they're doing it for a greater good. You know what I mean? I can take things like that. Like when I watch fucking Sons of Anarchy, I don't really think these are fucking biker gangs. I, I put the variables of secret societies battling each other out. So the rules don't really make sense. You can insert shit. You know what I mean? It just, you know. Sometimes I just think people in the third party types, they try to think too logically. And then some of the neoliberals will talk in the grand view, but it comes off pretentious because they're making it seem like it's for regular people. But they're not basically saying that there's a secret society. So that's why I, I don't, I don't poo-poo on everything some of these quote-unquote pretentious celebrities say because there's fucking some truth to what they're saying, but not in, like, the narrative that they want you to fucking actually believe, and that's why it's on purpose that they're fucking bad guys now, in, in, in the, in the, in the public sphere, you know, the, like, you know what I mean, like, they're trying to fucking d diminish idol worship, and that's fine, but that still doesn't mean you shouldn't fucking talk about the power structure, or the secret societies that fucking function behind the scene, the stuff that you can't google, or you can't look up on Reddit or on Twitter. You know what I mean? Like, everything that we see is on a, for a purpose. It's just different, different, different fucking cliques have their narrative. And, you know, and they would have to be powerful. That's why I'm, I'm not opposed when they say that, oh, this, uh, like, le leftists get really, like, upset when, like, some fucking person who's, like, uh, saying that, oh, this is kind of orchestrated and state-backed state, state backed up. And I can agree with that, but it doesn't mean that it's bad. It just means that there's probably people who are, quote-unquote, on the good side that have also are playing within a dirty system. So there's different cliques. 
So like there could be a faction of like a, a little bit of good people in these police stations or in government agencies, and then it's also in 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 it had the evil side will basically have their people in place in like all over there. It's like a mixture of different things. That's why they pray the FBI one minute, and then you fucking question the FBI in one minute. So you like you you never know. Like that's why I don't understand. That's what, I'll try to think. I'll try to think by the conspiracy theorist that the FBI or CIA are the most evil people, but when it comes to somebody's fucking views, uh, depending on what the story is, it fucking changes. So, like, are they tweeners? I don't fucking know. It makes no fucking sense to me. Anyways, uh, let me just take a quick... I want to get some water, and uh, I'm going to come back and get with the topics. I just wanted to do a little intro. I don't know how long I'm going to be fucking talking for. Probably going to be a, l- a long time. I'm probably not going to be able to watch Fighter Fest or NXT. Uh, you know what I mean? This week, right now. Uh, so that's why. You know what I mean? I'm going to be and I'm going to be recapping next uh, last week's. I'm so fucking behind on everything. Plus, I got a plethora of thoughts that I, I I've already written down some thorough shit. But I know by the time that it comes on a podcast form, I'm probably not going to be able to articulate it properly, especially with some of these intersectional, you know, race issues. Because I, you know, again, I'm a dumbed down guy who can uh, uh, really retain it, and because like I'm trying to fucking unlearn a lot of the, a lot of the fucking. Um, you know, uh, preconceived notions that I fucking had, um, from my from from. So I gotta fucking learn, like a, a more leftist view on on uh, some of the issues, and and you know because some of these blue check mark. If you're like you know a black person and you're a blue check mark, people are gonna fucking think you're more valid for some reason because they put there. But then there's people with lesser platforms who still have a platform that basically call out some of the fucking bullshit that they're fucking spewing. You know what I mean? And and so I, I just try to fucking learn because, again, like you just want to sit back and learn and I try to analyze it. So that's why I come on here. This is why I'm, it's a bipolar coaster because, uh, you know, this is what my mind fucking goes through. I'm giving you my fucking complicated thought process. Because my mind is constantly fucking thinking when you were supposed to be like an entertainer and you're supposed to try to create some kind of gimmick online or, or some type of like, you know, like, you know, uh, uh, routine that you do on fucking air or whatever and all that type of shit. You, you, your mind is constantly thinking of ideas. So it's like my mind hasn't been shut off. And it's constantly been like, it's like, you know, when you turn a computer off, this hasn't been turned off for a long time. It's like, it's been constantly thinking and I can barely retain anything. And this is coming from a guy that never wanted to think, wanted to think as less as he could because it was just too complicated to fucking even, you know, I wouldn't want to complicate, I wouldn't want to, um, you know, uh, uh, I wouldn't want to, you know, uh, inconvenience um, me feeling good by having to think about something horrible or something like that. So I'd always try to avoid, like, you know, problems that I would have to face because I always assumed that I'd be dead by the time high school was done. You know, that's, that's what it is. I, I wish I, I wanted to fucking, you know, not be alive after high school because I didn't think I served anything. And then I became famous, and that basically ruined me because I was a person who looked at fame when I was a kid as, like, the greatest fucking thing. Like, everyone knows you. You're fucking rich. You know, everyone wants to be your fucking friend. And, you know what I mean, you wanted to be the fucking cool kid a little bit. And then kind of like, you know, being a little bit cooler towards the end of high school, 
kind of gave you, like, you know, and I always wanted attention, even negative attention, and it made me realize that, like, you know, uh, that, like, you know, I always had this performer's complex, even when I wasn't even famous, I wanted to fucking make life interesting, and by having, like, you know, that's why I say wrestling probably shaped me more than I fucking know, I'd make random heel turns and shit, but, you know, that's, that's, that's just what it is. Uh, you know. By the way, if you want to, if you, if if you, if you want to see some of the last Periscopes, I still have them up on Periscope. I delete them after a while, but for the most part, I upload them on my public Facebook group. Um, Imran Hansi Khan, if you, if you want to join the public group. I'm not really taking any friend requests because I don't know who some of these people are. And there are already a lot of people on my list that I don't know. Some people I just added because they're famous, but now like some of them are probably you know what I mean. I, I don't I, I don't have time to go go over forty five hundred people on my Facebook list that you know if I see like someone that like who added me as a fan and I go on and their post is up there and it has something really ignorant about like you know where it's like promoting right wing fucking Trump shit. I just I de- I delete them I delete them from my fucking list because again a lot of these pe- again when I had Facebook I never really intended to keep it a private thing when I became famous I was like hey you know what it'll give me a boost to have some of my fucking fans not just you know f- uh, friends who seem like they're fucking jealous of me because they fucking went on, uh, on stern like they won't give me my props for like any for, for, for anything sometimes they will fucking you know basically you know uh, you know you know they, they would know how to manipulate um, a reaction out of me and that's why I, I, I went nuts for a certain bit because, and again, it just hurts. That, you know what I mean? Now we're in this phase, where, you know, where the lies are still fucking continuing in a personal level. And then, you know, and then I have to be fucking cool with it. And I can't be mad at, you know, like certain things where like I was at the gatherings. And if I ask a question or, you know what I mean? Then, you know, some of them, would just, some people would just be fucking rude to me and want to limit the interactions with me. And it's 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 like it's like and and if it, on some level it feels like they've got joy out of that, where like you know what I mean they could like you know, like they they, they want to be like they they they, they want to be on my good side but then like they want to you know you know then just you know, it's like what's the point of again there's no point even inviting me out to any of these fucking things, because it just doesn't feel genuine, and then I get mad when I'm not really invited to the genuine stuff. Because I guess I'm not in the fucking inner circle of coolness. You know what I mean? And then it just makes me not want to be here. Because it's like, this is what's always going to happen. And you know what I mean? And and, and, and and again, and that's why, like, you know, I don't I don't try to fucking interact with people from my past as much. Or, or bring them on the fucking podcast, kind of. Because it, it just, I know that my trolls are going to be patrolling. And they're going to try to cause more of a fucking, you know... Um, more fucking, uh, you know, more shit between people. They already do that with everyone. Like, you know, I put it out that Tim Sabian, because Tim Sabian came into one of my scopes, right? He came into one of my scopes, and I said, yo, come to my pod. He didn't holler at me. I don't think he would. And again, even if I did interview him, he wouldn't give me the information that I really want. So then, of course, my trolls are already like, oh, remember when... Because sometimes when, like, you know, um, you know I, I feel like 
I'm not getting help from people that reached out to me and said, oh, I can reach out to them. Sometimes I, Tim did that. And sometimes I would, I would, uh, I, I, I wouldn't get a reply back or he, he wouldn't be like, you know, willing to fucking, you know, help me out or hook me up or something like that. Right. And you know what I mean? In, in my fucked up head. So sometimes when I'm just thinking about everyone that fucking screwed me, I'll be like, well, fuck him then too, whatever. So of course they bring that fucking shit up, but they never bring it up. And, uh, oh, oh, Hansi, uh, was like, you know, really irrational that fucking day. They never take that into consideration. And I'm not saying that's a fucking excuse, but I'm just saying, but if you understand mental illness and what fucking happens with it, especially when you're kind of, uh, you know, supposed to be a quote unquote performer in, in some ways. You fucking amp up fucking shit. But then they use it back at you when it's convenient. You know what I mean? That's what they do to you. So I, I don't expect him to come on. And if he does, I don't know what I'm going to fucking really ask him. Because all I'm going to be asking him is about non-disclosures. And he probably can't answer that shit. You know what I mean? A lot of shit that I want to ask people is stuff that they can't fucking admit to. Because they're under a fucking gag order. You know what I mean? So, like, it's no point. I could just fucking ask... You know what I mean? I could ask them, like, what was the real response from people in the back office towards me? Were they supportive of what I was saying? Or did they also just think I'm fucking nuts? You know what I mean? So, I don't know. So, I again, like, so that's why I don't advertise who I might have on the podcast. Because then, you know, people, you know, my trolls will, you know, go, go on to f- uh, basically go, oh, look, this is what Hansy did. This is what Hansy, you know... Uh, you said before and all that type of shit. They just want to get me in trouble, because they feel that they're entitled to me, because I don't go because they think they can interact with me. It's like they fucking. It's like again, and all these fa- all these fan bases have that kind of shit where some of these people feel they're entitled to fucking people. You know. This is a pretty long intro for a fucking. You know, I didn't even get to the topics yet. And it's almost fucking 5.25 p.m. And I'm going to take a fucking break. So by the time this might come out by like a... a, a lucky would come out on Thursday. I don't know. I, I got to do two for sure, though. I can't do all this in one. Unless you want to listen to a six-hour podcast. It's up to you. I don't fucking know. No one's listening anyways. Give me a second. Okay, I'll try to speed up. I know, I, I just in my own head, by eliminating these things that I want to talk about, it'll make it feel good for my fucking brain to at least make it seem like I got it off my chest somewhat, even if I don't put it, you know, it's complicated to kind of, especially with the way that I think, um, you know, deranged. You know, it's, uh, you know, it's hard to fucking articulate sometimes because there's so many layers to what's going on. And then I want to represent that I'm processing the fucking layers that are fucking going on in my fucking head. That's how my fucking mind operates a little bit, you know. And then, especially with this fucking noise in the background and shit, you know. It's it's not going to be good. But, uh... So let me see what I have here. I guess I'll start with the wrestling stuff. I get the wrestling shit out of the way before it happens. So last week before I left you uh, with the podcast, it was just breaking that Renee Young had uh, gotten uh, COVID-19. Uh, and again, because I'm just going to put this out with right now. So the way that I'm, you know how I've been saying for the last couple of months that, you know, these celebrities probably, like, they they might have it, but, like, 
like what I, I'm not saying this stuff is, is fake or anything. I think people are really dying from it. And you know, and and but, but I think that they're also amping up the fucking numbers on some on some level. Cause sometimes it doesn't just seem consistent. But again, if you ask questions, because the only other people that are asking questions are the people that are fucking denying that. Uh, the, right now, it's just a mask versus mask, mask no mask debut, uh, not debut fucking <laughs> dispute. Basically, where you know th- that's like the the crux of it. And then, of course, a conspiracy with, like, oh, okay, Bill Gates and blah, 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 or something. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's, it's all convoluted, so you don't know. But when these celebrities fucking, you know, are getting it, I, th- I, I mean, they could be getting it. But I also think that they probably have some advancements, because when you're in the system, celebrities don't play by the same rules as us. So I think for, for, for some reason, like, so because, like, there's an overarching theme that's going on where all these institutions and all these pretentious celebrities that are fucking way way wealthy are saying stupid shit it feels like like you know the, um, every fucking fandom basically is being toxic right now because there are some fucking systemic issues that are going on in everything in every institution every fucking industry and it, it's like it's basically leading to more and more getting revealed so all of this could be exaggerated, all like, you know, the, the, the oh, they told people not to wear a mask, right? That, that, that could all be true and all that. But because it's a, because WWE are supposed to be the villains, whatever they're saying or claiming is, pro- is going to be proven to be a lie, basically, in my personal opinion. So, so, so during this pandemic, like, you know, right now, uh, there's supposedly up to 30 fucking people that are... Uh, that that fucking that that may have it, but only some people are coming out, and the people that are coming out with it are are um the people that are coming out with it are supposedly some people okay to make that okay WWE allowed them to do it, but the the rumor so I, I'm assuming something's gonna happen with Renee and Moxley. Um, you know, there are conspiracies out there, but I don't know if the, the, these are so outlandish or whatever. I think it's just going to be more about Vince McMahon's lack of thing. But if this whole thing is planned out for the elites, you know what I mean, and make it, and make it relatable to all of us, I could, and, Vince, and Vince McMahon is going out, I could see him, like, I could see that theory maybe coming true that maybe Vince McMahon will want to sabotage AEW so badly so that uh, he, he, uh, he, she, he he was hoping that Renee would give Moxley fucking COVID. I could again, like you know, who am I to knock fucking conspiracies, right? I think of some crazy ass shit. I think there's Illuminati clones for God's sakes, but yeah, on an elite level, yeah, I I could see something like you know, this is all being organized, and because WWE are supposed to be the villains now, so everything you know, you're you're hearing, you know, I mean, you're having a more anonymous messages that are popping out about how it's a train wreck going on. And then uh, Kayla Braxton came out, and she, uh, Kayla, by, by the way, Moxley tested negative, but I don't know, they, they taped Fighter Fest last week, on Thursday and Friday, I think, I, if, I'm, if, I'm, if I'm not mistaken. And that's like, for like this, so they taped for this week and then the next week, right? So if Moxley ha- it w- was rumored to have tested negative, they still would make him probably, you know, uh, uh, make him fucking probably, you know, quarantine, who knows, maybe not, but, I mean, if he does, then, you know, you know what I mean, it would probably be, you know, uh, a nice way for him to drop the title without, you know, having to drop it, uh, you know, lose it, and then you give the title to someone like, you know, Kate, uh, Brian Cage, who will, uh, 
who can fucking maybe just get this old Brock Lesnar type push in 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 there, and you know, uh, and then you can kind of revisit it. But I'm sure that was also kind of quote unquote planned out a little bit as well. I know there's things that like like they're making it seem like they have to adjust, but like a lot of the stuff that's happening, in my personal opinion, with the especially in the celebrity world, and you got and you gotta if if you're thinking logically, okay, fine, cool, you think logically with regular fucking people, but the stuff that like all that law shit all that stuff that like is like the law with like celebrities and all that that's mostly like theatrics like a lot of these guys are probably like all doing fucking uh stuff that's like be, uh, like you know above the fucking law and all that type of shit where they they can probably get away with whatever they fucking want for the for the time being and then when they're supposed to get caught then you can you know like you know a lot of WWE superstars have been rumored to be driving fucking drunk and all that, driving drunk, and some of them don't get caught, but then, because they're a big star, they can, they're not, it's not convenient enough, so when someone wants to punish you a little bit, they can make you get caught, or whatever like that, if they don't have, if they, if they're trying to teach you a fucking lesson, essentially, you know, and then they make it new, so sometimes it feels like some of these guys have to fucking do crazy shit, that's what I was like saying to that Hanukkah Kimura shit, whatever that was going on, you know? So, yeah, so then Kayla Braxton came out, and then she, again, like, because I believe, like, you know, there's, like, propaganda that you have to do, she can't, and I, maybe she's lying, maybe she's lying about this, maybe it's like, this is another part of the fucking Grand View storyline, she came out and said she had coronavirus twice, and then people got at her because she was out and about in public settings and sh- b- boasting about it on Instagram. And she didn't fucking tell anybody. Or maybe she did privately or something like that. But then she discontinued Twitter because everybody was getting at her. And I wonder if that represents that she is justifiably everyone's upset that she didn't tell people and she just did something fucking stupid and that was one of her kind of like you know one of her initiations into the fucking you know of doing something stupid club for celebrities that pissed people off because you gotta be a real life heel on some level or does it represent that um she's telling because wwe is upset about people some people fucking telling whatever right and it seems like the one that's probably going to lead to something is probably going to be Renee Young. Because somebody's giving Meltzer information. And I think in this case, it's supposed to represent that it's Moxley and fucking Renee giving the information. And I guess Renee, maybe Renee fucking announcing that she has COVID was her fuck you to the company in a way. But like in a nice positive way. Even though the company didn't check on her or anything like that. Again, you don't know what the fuck is true and what the fuck is not. Because, again, with celebrities, you, you should never... Like, it's always an illusion with these fucking people. You know what I mean? It, it, it symbolizes something going on because McMahon is fucking going down in the, in the... You know what I mean? Like, his image is going down more and more. But, you know what I mean? He's still fucking... He's still fucking escaping... You know, he's still escaping these little... Like, you know what I mean? He, 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 the, 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 whole, the whole thing with this speaking out movement, nothing about him has been brought up whatsoever. That's not, and so, you, like, you're hearing about Terry Reynolds and Brock Lesnar. But, like, no one, you know what I mean? You're bringing that shit up. But you're not bringing up fucking, you know, Vince McMahon. And, you know, again, if you investigate Vince McMahon, in my personal opinion, you know, you can probably figure out a lot of what's going on. Even though they'll probably limit it. But 
I mean, that's where it, that's where it starts and that's where it ends, basically. If if for, I'm talking about the entire wrestling industry, in my personal opinion, of course, with no facts to back anything up. So yeah, so, so I don't know what's gonna happen. Adam Pierce got it. QT Marshall got it. Um, he's self court That's why, like last again, I'll get into that. Why he they weren't on the show. He was on the show last week. But um no so yeah he he's he's uh, doing and then uh, Moxley was rumored to have it but he tested negative, um there was rumors uh throughout the week that you know there was a bunch of anonymous people, who already said it. it's it's like it's like you know like there's real life revolution going on, but it's also people in these entertainment institutions that are already making their fucking characters known. So, like, even though there's, like, bad stuff going on, people are... St- like, again, I know people are going to be like, well, that, well, they shouldn't be doing that. That's, like, you know, horrible and exploitative. But guess what? A lot of these people are going to be fucking doing these things. That's why a lot of the celebrity shit, all these controversies with celebrities as well, it's, like, it's all, like, a fucking reality show. It's, like, a re- it's, like, it's, it's like wrestling. And but it's symbol. But, but the thing is, it's not just fucking foolishness. It symbolizes something because it symbolizes... It symbolizes the fucking change that's gonna fucking happen, but like you know what I mean. Like so, like when like corporations are fucking co-sponsoring shit, right? They're already saying the seeds in your head that there's gonna be this change coming, right? But because these corporations are supposed to be the evil, that's why you, that's why when the corporation comes out, even though they're doing the good message, you're gonna have stories about some of the fucking uh, racism that went on and and the companies and all that. And then it basically, that's what's going to elicit the fucking change. You know what I mean? So they have to be hypocrites. That's why all these institutions are fucking looking more and more silly. Because there is going to be change on a grand fucking view. But it's going to be, it's not going to be like straightforward. It's like, okay, now we're going to change it. They're, they have to make it a fucking revolution in all, in all aspects. That's why, like, the, the symbolism of fucking celebrities fucking arguing. You know what I mean? Like that, that's what their fucking value is. Unfortunately, even if you don't idol worship, that's fine. I'm not saying I again because everything might be construed as well. That's kind of idol worshiping because you're putting this value on them. But like, if you if you st- st- keep thinking that they're regular fucking people and they're not fucking dealing with other fucking shit, like uh, you know what I mean? Like you like like again. That's why like, there's so much resentment towards regular people because I think a lot of regular people wouldn't know what. They wouldn't know what what these people are fucking up to, like like they, like 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 they have no idea like the, like 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 how things are fucking orchestrated. But I think you can't blame regular people because they're already some, trying to survive on their fucking own and shit, and trying to fucking you know find a way to survive in this fucked up world where like you know it's like the the system is constantly fucking them over and shit. So of course it's gonna be a disconnect, right? But like so, but so 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 that's why they have to have this fucking, this thing where like the celebrities always look like they're the most pretentious and and and, and clueless fucking people on the on the on the fucking planet, for a while like you know what I mean they, they, like it, it seemed like they're trying to get a newer generation to be indoctrinated and maybe they organize some kind of change behind the scenes and now it's playing out and even though some of those people like the you know how I was saying that the two thousand fourteen guys that were. Uh, uh, guys and girls that were ahead of this Black Lives Matter thing, right? They could have been still on the good side, but they knew that the real change wasn't going to come. So now it be- it became a little bit more easier to get the message out on some level, 
and then and then and then when the real change comes, like what's happening right now, then like other people who had lesser platforms are going to be calling them out. That's why Sean King and D Ray, um, and you know that Brit Brittany Pack and Brittany Packet or Brittany Packnet. I I I I always I you know I look at my Twitter often. I follow her, but that's why you have them being the fucking facilitators, right? So now they have to be the fucking villains. So with this whole COVID thing, see, I'm thinking about layers of where this is gonna go. Cause I and and cause again, this is like go, it, it's not just some random occurrences going on here. This is all organized in some fucking way, and I'm just trying to figure out how WWE is going down. Cause clearly they are going down. And so when you hear messages like Kevin, and of course Kevin Dunn's being left fresh in our head. Kevin Dunn being rumored not to l- allow some of the fucking people in attendance not to fucking. Um, Wear mask. It was more evident. They wore masks this past Monday, so it's, it's like the, it's like they're trying to like make it look like oh they got caught, but now they're gonna fucking be going um, going with it so they can deflect that type of shit. And then there was a rumor that some of the people that have been told, some of the people that uh, who went for a test are not being told if they have it or not because again, like I'm saying, McMahon has to look like the unethical asshole here. You know, like, there's a predictive programming, kind of, in a way. Like, uh, like here's an example, right? With CM Punk's pipe bomb. And this is the anniversary, the anniversary just passed, nine years. A lot of that, people don't realize, that was a lot of predictive programming in it. Yeah, they did the stuff in the storyline, right? Like, of him leaving and all that, and he came back, basically. But that always symbolized that he was really gonna fucking leave. So sometimes these shows... They fucking symbolize shit. And the, you know what I mean? And, and they, it's like they show it to you and then something like... So then you compare it to... Real, that's why all these characters, you're always comparing to... Like, like people are Matt Terry Crews right now. And people are going, oh, uh, you know, uh, you, you're like... Are, are you like your uh, character from White Chicks? It's like these, these, it's like that's part of the evolution of their, their real-life persona that they become something that they played on television. So with wrestling, like look at all the fucking things that CM Punk mentioned. It became a little bit more prominent uh, in the wrestling talk, not maybe in super mainstream, but at least within wrestling circles, it created fucking new avenues for like you know uh, people to be interested in New Japan or um, you know go to Ring of Honor and all that type of stuff to like you know what I mean and and uh, and 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 look for the, the newest talent there that was coming. So like like they knew where this fucking shit was going. You know, and, and the reason why I'm mentioning this is because do you, you 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 know what they did afterwards. Triple H had to relieve Vince McMahon of his responsibilities, and he took over essentially, and that that didn't last fucking long at all, right? But to me, that's probably what's going to happen in real life. Eventually, Vince McMahon is going to probably be asked to step down. He's probably ready for that, and that's why he's going balls to the fucking wall. That's why it, 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 when the celebrity again, you can knock mock me from how my thought process is. But maybe some of these celebrities don't really actually fucking, you know, die even on some fucking level. Like, like maybe, like, there's some technology where they, you know, are, you know, maybe that's their fucking clone that's fucking dead. And then they, they get a fucking go. Maybe their clone is the one that's here and then they're actually gone. Or, you know. Or, again, people don't think that's possible, but, you know, just look at all the advancements that, like, people, again, like, they have some advancements where, like, again, they'll always make it seem like, oh, just just, just working out hardcore and all that type of shit. 
That's why I can't talk to some... Because, again, there's some conspiracy guys that cover wrestling a little bit. But I can't really, like, talk to them as much. Because, like, they want a limited guise of what conspiracy is. And I'm kind of... Like, for example, like, you know, it doesn't make any sense how Edge suddenly fucking, you know, looks, like, in better shape than he was. Or Big Show. Right? And you go, well, no, no, they're just working hard and dying. But I'm telling you, they probably have some fucking type of advancements that they're fucking given when you're in the fucking system. That's why people go into the system because you do you got to be quiet about it. that's why some people will look like like they'll look like they're fucking 20 when they're fucking 50 and all that type of shit. Some of them look like they're just deteriorated and shit, you know. I also believe in, you know, tr- uh, transferring consciousness. I think that should exist too. I think when some people go, you know, that's why I'm I'm, I'm hoping if that's true that maybe I can transfer into someone a, a better fucking person. You know, a, a, a better looking person, maybe someone that you know, someone's dick that actually fucking works, not from from being overly medicated and shit. Um. Uh, you know, but yeah, so like that's where you know with, with with this COVID shit, I was just waiting to see because I I do listen because I do believe WWE is going down this fucking road of being in the you know the dwindling phase of their fucking image and you know the the company and all that. And the lower ratings, more and more, and all that. Uh, I, I, I do. I, 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 I really don't hope this happens, but I do think somebody is gonna have to, quote unquote, die. For uh, uh, someone's gonna have to for uh, uh, for something to like really, really drastically fucking change, and that and 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 the way that they keep going, even with like the supposed threat being up and all that. It makes me wonder if that's like the fucking goal on some fucking level, because because again like 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 like, like you know the, 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 this isn't just gonna like they they it's not just gonna end the way that they fucking like you know it's not just gonna end like okay well McMahon did something wrong whatever right like something drastic is gonna fucking have to happen that's you know what I mean there's something gonna be symbol gonna be something symbolism of that that's why I, I you know, honestly man and and again you 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 get mad at me about the programming you can laugh at me and all that. But that's why I pay attention to some language on fucking television like that. When I have, when you see like the AJ Styles uh, uh, grave and it says 2020, uh, you know, to 2020, uh, you know, um, from his date of birth to 2020. Like, yeah, okay, that's part of a storyline. But if something, if let's say AJ dies from fucking COVID. You you expect the conspiracy videos are not gonna fucking pile up and going oh look they gave you predictive programming of AJ's demise because this is like you know what I mean or Seth Rollins constantly referring to D- Dominic and uh, and he prefer like the like the verbiage of sacrifice like you're you're already feeling some of the conspiracy people you're already doing that like people, like there's enough fucking I mean there, a lot of them are taken down now but there was a lot more back in two thousand ten two thousand eleven. Uh, about like you know uh, 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 stuff that was done in uh, in WWE, I mean I think the most you can find now is like WWE being included in the in the compilation of predictive programming for nine eleven. Um, that's like the most you can probably fucking find. Um, or or there was one about the Owen Hart one that you know kind of if you, if you believe in symbolism and all that and how they predict fucking shit. Yeah, that one fucking, to me, always seemed like a fucking sacrifice on some fucking level, you know? Um, By the way, you know, so again, with this uh, COVID thing, with WWE looking really bad now by, you know, again, and they have to do it anonymously, of course. 
They have to do it anonymously, of course. Um, uh, they they have to, you know, uh, do it anonymously. And then certain people are, are proving, again, like I'm saying, how these people are working to be, uh, they're working to being uh, somebody uh, who's going to be a heel in the future. So The Rock's daughter is already planting her fucking heel seeds already in quote-unquote real life by basically calling out, like, if you're going to snitch, then at least put out the proper put out the proper information. And it's like, lately, she has been, like, been more vocal about fucking certain things. And that's fine, right? She's like an 18-year-old chick who, you know, who, who's, allowed, who's allowed to, who's allowed to do, say that. But it's always odd that from that, from that family in particular... Like you know the the whole the whole family lineage of the Samoans that that that's that one Samoan family, like it always seemed like like they're proving to be puppets of the of the McMahon regime kind of, you know what I mean? And again, I I I don't want to fucking you know assume because you know what I mean the Rock she's daughter still, you know she's still young whatever and all that so like like maybe she just believes that but I feel that like she's being indoctrinated into the into that. Someone even made, like, a whole thing about, like, how some of these second-generation wrestlers, like, these generational wrestlers who are around during the ignorant time, like, I guess, like, that's going to be the, like, you know how, like, we're, because we're supposed to be moving towards a woman's evolution, right? Like, a genuine one. So instead of just doing it, there has to be a storyline in real life for it. So it has to be, like, WWE is only doing it because, um... WWE is only doing it because oh look uh what they call they want woke points and all that type of shit, but then you what's gonna happen is you're gonna expose like there's a reason why they are insistent of it, and then in the meantime we'll get a real revolution for it, so like the the, the latest narrative would be like oh like the guys like Rock and Triple H and all them they want like you know they they don't want the stereotypical woman shit going down because now their daughters and, and uh, are are getting into it. So like the, it, it, it's like even if they're doing a good thing, it has to be presented in a in the selfish way essentially. Uh, even though like everyone probably knows that they have to fucking change their fucking behavior essentially, right? Um, you know. But so yes, yeah, so like so the Rock's daughter fucking got involved with that. Um, by the way, I, um, there was one thing that I had to mention because I saw something in uh, Squared Circle. Um. Uh, oh, sorry. Observer, rewind. Hold on. There was one from yeah. This is what the cause again. I never again. I was out of the wrestling loop. Uh, after post attitude era, for on on the internet at least. So I when I hear about these deaths, I would uh. When I would hear about these deaths, I would just assume, okay, well, they just died because of steroids or whatever, whatever mainstream story was telling me. But, um, but, like, but then when I started becoming a conspiracy theorist, I started thinking that a lot of people did, from the Attitude Era especially, fucking die. And it made me realize that, like, were these people sacrifices in some fucking way? And then, you know, now with, like, you know, but then they have to, like, basically make it into a logical story. So like so like now it will resurface that some of these things could just be a simple negligence or murder type of thing, but I went to Reddit one uh, like a couple of weeks ago, and I didn't mention the last I put on the mention on the last podcast but I forgot, but I was reading the Observer Rewinds and some guy just basically recaps uh, 
um, he basically recaps uh, Dave Meltzer's uh, old observers, right? He just basically puts what's happening in it, but he he does put some good detail in it. He doesn't just, like, copy and paste. He sum summarizes what Meltzer fucking says. So in this June 3rd edition, um, this June 3rd edition, um, they, they start talking about the death of Davy Boy Smith. And I didn't realize that there's way more controversy in Davy Boy Smith's life than, 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 I just thought, I knew that Diana and him had a problem, but I thought they were still married. I didn't know that he divorced from Diana. I didn't know that he was dating Bruce Hart's, uh, Bruce Hart's, uh, ex-wife or something like that. And, you know, I, I'll, 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 I'll read, I'll read something like this right here. Hold on a second. Um. So we start with the death of uh, more than the death of Davy Boy Smith, including a full-length, super long uh, obituary because of apparently 2002 is nothing but people dying. I feel I've done nothing but recap obituaries since starting back. Hold on a second. Uh, let, me, let me go here. Okay, so Smith died while on vacation with his girlfriend, Andrea Hart, estranged from Bruce Hart. Despite Smith was actually on good terms with most of the Hart family, although Andrea is not. The Hart family believes Andrea knows more than she's letting on about the circumstances of his death. But she's not talking She's not talking to anybody. Andrea's children that she had with Bruce were also there, and they apparently have different accounts on how he died. He was he was sleeping, he was in the pool, he was eating, but they pretty much agree he collapsed doing whatever he was doing. Andrea told the press that she believes Smith had overdosed, but Smith's dad um, did his own interviews and denied it, saying his son was stopped, stopped using drugs and he was clean when he died. Needless to say, most people aren't buying that. Aren't, aren't, the, the, the font is so small. Most people are not buying that given his track record. Smith has, um, uh, Smith has father de de decided against having the body cremated, but instead ordered it sent back to England for examination to make sure he wasn't murdered. And I go, and he goes, I cannot believe his death was natural. He said, if they find drugs in his body, then he didn't put him there. He didn't put him there. Davy was clean. Shit got even messier with Andrea and Smith's ex-wife, Deanna Hart, each tried to claim that the body, despite her inner book, which she accused Smith of drugging, abusing, and raping her, Diana played a grieving video in the media, even though, uh, even, even though they're divorced. It may not have been an act, though. Some of the family believe Smith and Diana are trying to, were trying to reconcile, and they were on good terms at the time of his death. Andrea claimed to be the common-law common wife, even though she's still legally married to Bruce. She later claimed Smith had proposed to her two weeks before his death, and they were engaged, which was the first of anybody heard about that. Smith's father claimed that their last conversation, David Boy told him he was planning to break up with Andrea after their vacation, so who knows. Anyways, both Diana and Andrea planned their own separate memorial services, while Smith's dad was planning his own third service. Smith's body wasn't at either of the Hart family memorial services because... As mentioned, it was sent back to England for uh, where authorities were launching an investigation at, at the behest of Smith's father. Andrea's service was said to be a small, simple, just a few dozen people. She seemed sincere in her sorrow. Diana's service was, was larger, more public, with hundreds in attendance and press, along with several WWE names, Vince McMahon, Hulk Hogan, Bret Hart, uh, Chris Benoit, Chris Jericho, Jim Ross, others... All attended, several of them spoke. Diana usually featured a professional produced video featuring, you know, the, the, the you know, the uh, Davy Boy footage from WWE. Uh, 
that that never that that aired, never aired on WWE. She thanked Vince for trying to help Davey with his addiction. She never acknowledged everything she wrote about him in her book last year. Samantha's children as well. Stampede wrestler T.J. Wilson gave speeches as well. Uh, let, me, let me get to the thing. And then Ellie, okay, yeah, then Ellie Hart got up there, uh, and it went about as you expect. Started ranting about Andrea and blaming her for not giving the family the answers they wanted, and it started to turn to some drama. But the minister gently interrupted her and got things back on track. And finally, Bret Hart gave a speech, directly addressing Smith's children, that Davy Boy and Owen want the children of all these Hart family members to get along with each other, other than uh, other better than the adults have from here dave gets into the actual media obituary recapping smith's life and career as always an excellent read but uh yeah so 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 to me the fact that like and again i don't think these observer rewinds are 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 are, are, are i don't think they're like you know i don't think that uh they are um i don't think they're like again like i would think they plant these things out and then correlate it with stuff going on. So this stuff right now, I feel like they put that stuff out there. And I'm 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 sure that this will probably become uh, you know, a future episode of Dark Side of the Ring. But I never knew all of that type of shit that there was uh again, like I still think it's a sacrifice in my personal opinion, an industry sacrifice. But I guess in order for it to get any type of resolution, it's probably gonna be seen as that. And like you know, I mean, and again, because people have been hinting that you know, that the you know the whole you know Hart clan and all that they, uh, you know, are kind of like a mafia kind of. I think everyone who's a celebrity, every celebrity fan, especially in wrestling, especially, you're probably kind of like it, it tied into the mafia. It doesn't mean like everything you do is bad, but I'm sure if the hearts get canceled, I'm sure there's gonna be a lot of fucking people analyzing that. Like even like that with the stuff that Diana fucking claimed. I'm, I'm I, even if British Bulldog fucking you know, unfortunately did do that, like I I I still think that like 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 those are fucking like you know part of like the initiations, you know part of like you know like you know part of that fucking culture essentially like where you probably have to do that kind of shit. Like it's like a little fucking club kind of, and you know and then people probably get addicted to doing that kind of shit so they keep doing it but. It was just always fucking... It was just always weird that I heard that story. And then... I guess it wasn't convenient. And I'm sure it will become... Like the fact that they're that they're putting that out there... They put that out there in the atmosphere. It feels like these things are gonna fucking resurface in some way. But that British Bulldog thing always... Yeah, it was weird to me. I didn't really know much about it. And you know what I mean? Like, I never knew much when it fucking happened. I go, okay, he's had a heart attack. I, again, I wasn't fully into, like, what the what was going on with the heart. I didn't know that this fucking level of dysfunction was, like, you know... I just thought they were, like, kind of dysfunctional. I just thought, like, you know, they just didn't... They didn't get along too well and all that. So, like, you know what I mean? I was like, okay, well, I can kind of relate to some of the dysfunction a little bit because every family has a dysfunction, right? But I don't think... I mean, I'm, I, you know, I don't have that... In, I don't think I have that in my life. I mean, unless, you know, my theories are true about the whole Howard Stern shit, but, you know, that's another story, right? But, uh, yeah, so... That was, like, the British Bulldog shit, um... And again, um, you know, uh, let's go down the list of other things to fucking talk about. Hold on. Let me talk about other things right here. Um, yeah, so, 
Yeah, so they, the, the, the shills wouldn't really say anything about the whole COVID thing. Like, they're keeping more quiet about, uh, they're keeping more quiet about, um, like, the more going about, like, you know, questioning, oh, did, uh, did, uh, did Kenny Omega and them know about Marty Skrull? And it's like, of course, obviously they did. But it's like, it's interesting that, like, you don't think Vince McMahon would know, ain't, considering what Vince McMahon has done. You, it would be kind of interesting that Vince McMahon wouldn't know that these guys are doing this, right? Because no one wants to mention that, you know, Vince McMahon may have, you know, covered up somebody's, uh, uh, somebody's, uh, um, rape, basically. You know. And by the way, Jamie Noble also apparently has it. Those are the confirmed names. I wonder, like, and again, there's more people that are supposedly have it, but I wonder if they're just gonna fucking do that. I wonder if they're gonna just do that for, like, uh, like, are, are the names being mentioned? Are some of these people gonna be, like, the ones that, uh, pissed off the company and the company is gonna punish them for it? Or there's gonna be some, like, you know, like, you know, when, like, somebody's gonna leave a company and you need them to have, like, support, kind of? It's in the best interest to have them kind of at odds with WWE. So maybe that's where it's kind of fucking leading on some fucking level. Because there's going to be some fucking vindication for that. There was also rumors that Vince McMahon wants crowds. Now, I wonder if that's what's going to fucking happen. Where something major fucking happens and people end up... uh, More people end up catching it. Or is someone going to have to fucking eventually, like, step in and tell Vince McMahon, no, you... You, you can't fucking do this. But it's fucking so odd how only some of the wrestling media can cover this. No one else in the media is covering this. And it, it just shows you that, like, you know, in my personal opinion, again, people are going to say Vince McMahon and Howard Stern, those guys are irrelevant and all that type of shit. But no, they they, they, they got some fucking power where they, they're allowed to, like, not be fucking mentioned. And and I think they control the narrative of what you uh, what you what the mainstream perception of them is. So they they're much better at being seen as like inconsequential to anything because they're so, just in their fucking little bubble. Even though they're some of the most influential people in their industries and their institutions, obviously, it doesn't make any fucking sense. It doesn't it doesn't make any fucking sense how like no one's covering this. But I, I wonder how that one's going to play out. Do they fucking just let Vince McMahon do it? Or, or is someone going to have to fucking step in? Uh, is someone going to have to fucking step in and fucking, you know, put a fucking stop to it, essentially? Uh, you know, I, that's what I kind of fucking, you know, think uh, a little bit. Like, you know, I think someone's going to have to eventually just step in, to, step in and tell Vince McMahon, you know, like, enough is a fucking enough, right, really, right? But, again, like, you don't know... If this is all by design or not, because again, like it's just, it's insane that he would want fucking crowds back when we don't even fucking know the fucking information. You know, like there's already a fucking cure being fucking put out there, and it's already at a high fucking volume. But I'm sure guys like you know in, in those industries, they probably you know they can afford it and they probably have the fucking they they all probably have it in advance. By the way. In my personal opinion. Nothing is real about some of these fucking way that they... And I'm not saying that they don't go through shit or, or you know, they, they, they don't deal with depression. But I'm saying they deal with deeper fucking shit. It's just, they gotta present it like how, the cornballs that they are and stuff like that. 
So, of course, Vince McMahon is going to fucking want crowd. I'm just trying to find the angle where it could fucking go because, I mean, you either have the fucking crowds. It's like, at what point, like, can you, st- I, you know, maybe stop and maybe save some fucking lives or... Are you, if this if this is if this thing is as serious as they say it is, then why isn't anyone fucking you know putting a stop to it? And it feels like a lot of this stuff is going to tie into fucking Trump's connection with them. That's why Trump has had so much connections with so many fucking people in the in, in different industries because it's going to come out that a lot of these people are probably working at behest of him on some fucking level. Even some of the people that are supposedly opposing him are going to be fucking revealed, really, you know? It's like, you know, uh, Kanye West got thrown under the fucking bus. He Kanye West got thrown under the, under the bus for, uh, um, for um, you know, um, be, being a thing, being a, a Trump fan, whatever. And then to symbolize that there's some good in him left, he's going to be doing some symbolic shit, some, like, gospel shit, which is going to be symbolic of what's happened. Like, you know, even though, like, he's supposed to be a huckster, uh, you know, he's supposed to be a huckster who's like, you know, uh, b- basically, you know, um, conning you into, uh, uh, conning you into believing in his thing. On some level, he's kind of telling you some truth. So that's why he's dialed back the pro, like the pro, the pro Trump stuff. So it's making you think that, oh, look, he's kind of going back with like, you know, he's alluding with Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg, whatever. And to me, that's probably going to represent that. In reality, that Snoop, Kanye, Dre, Eminem, a lot of these guys are going to end up being fucking Trump supporters. And that's how they're going to have their establishment heel turn is going to happen, basically. By, you know what I mean? So, like, that's where it's basically fucking going. I already talked about The Rock's daughter, uh, uh, Renee Young. Renee Young was teasing good news. And I thought it was going to be something like, oh, she doesn't have COVID anymore. But apparently she's writing a cookbook, so... But the way she fucking teased it is like, again, like that's just an obvious fucking like way to like, like basically you like you, you know what you're doing, but you're fucking gonna do that anyway. It's like you like like like. Listen, I'm glad you're having a fucking book, but do, do you really think like when you have COVID and something big is fucking going down that that's the big news that we want to fucking hear? I I'm glad that you're. I mean, what are you gonna call it? The lunatics fridge? You know. If you're a wrestling fan, you know, because Dean Ambrose was a lunatic fringe, right? So, you know. I may or may have not have read that on Reddit. Did I steal it or did I come up with it on my own? Was it parallel thinking, as they say? No, sometimes Reddit will have some fucking... I, 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 did, I, I did read it on Reddit. I, didn't, I, I don't want people to think that I just came up with that stupid joke. But sometimes I, I do. But sometimes I do. I do think. I do think of similar jokes, and then somebody else on Reddit already said it, and they get like four hundred points for that. Like, okay, you know what I mean? Like, fuck the fuck. You know what I mean? Even it's like when I see people who do the similar jokes that I have done in the past, and they get like fucking like you know a thousand retweets, and you know I know this stuff is all fucking planned out on some fucking level, but it fucking irritates me on some level because like fuck. Cause like you know what I mean, like you know I I I I that's one way they pick on you online when they want to argue with you. Like you got this many followers and no fucking uh your you you got no ratio. It's like okay, dude, a lot of the fucking ratios also fucking bots that fucking do it. Okay, let's let's stop using social media fucking retweets as as a way as a measuring thing. That's, that's why I never care about fucking retweets. 
Like, like, like okay, I, I don't get any interaction. But I know, I know people are monitoring it. Even though, yeah, the masses don't fucking really know about it. That's fine. You know? Um... I, I I put out a theory that I think uh, because we haven't seen Shayna Baszler in a while, maybe she's gonna be one of the people that end up having it, because she just disappeared off television. And they and I I mean you could say that maybe she just wants to stay home because it's not safe working. Maybe she gave, she told Vince that she doesn't want to fucking do it, and they fucking you know um uh you know they d don't uh they like you know they just don't want to fucking you know deal with it so she probably like you know just stayed home but but knowing that like pe more people have covid and there's like more people that have it and they haven't been revealed yet i i personally feel like Shayna Baszler probably fucking has it i hope not but it, like it, it just seems very suspicious right and again it's, it's again done by design so we don't fucking know really right um Joe Co uh, Joe Coffey got suspended. It, 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 uh, Laguero and Travis Banks were released. Um, the, 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 so I guess like some of these guys are like it's clear cut that they're gone. Again, like it, it's it's dialed down a little bit. It's dialed down now. It's like, like now it's people like instead of like all like everyone going nuts and like you know having all this discourse and arguments about it. I I feel like now it's like pe people are more like are will have calmed down and like they're willing to like look at each situation which you should you should take them seriously but like this whole thing about oh just believe women and then you, know, you just have this carte blanche thing like how about take the situation fucking seriously how about instead of just like believe women or believe men or anything like that you take the situation fucking seriously. You know, again, so like, I guess like, you know, but it's just weird. I think like, I don't know if like these guys are just going to be exiled now, um, which, 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 which is fine if they're fucking serial fucking rapists like that. And even Legero's family is apparently like harassing the victims now and all of that. But like, there could be something more to this where like, it's like an initiation kind of thing where like somebody has to fucking do that. So I don't know if it's trying to make Legero more of a bad guy or is it trying to fucking say that some some of these women may have fucking set people up or something like that because that could also be in play. Like people are talking about grooming, right? It just got revealed that Will Smith and fucking Jada, um, uh, you know, uh, I mean, I think August Alzina, what's her name, August Alcina, Alcina, whatever. I, again, I, I'll see, again, if, if I mispronounce it, I'm sorry. But, like, a lot of people are hyping that one up, that he got to fuck, you know, you know, but, like, you know, but the way that, if you're going by, like, how you fucking do that with other people, but, like, with, like, you know, Legero being fucking one of them that, you know, because this one was, was uh, I, again, I don't know if she, was she underage or was she, like, was it more of a case of, uh, um, him just being her mentor and basically using a power, power dynamic, right? But then, isn't that Jada Pinkett doing that too? Like, in some fucking level? Because she wanted to be the guy's fucking mentor and try to help him with his career. 
Like, or, or should we just assume that everyone fucks each other, and then when it needs to become a fucking storyline, then you can examine the fucking problematic shit about it? But they, you know what I mean? People are making rumors that, like, maybe the whole family is probably fucking August Elzina, and that's probably true, maybe. But I'm, I'm wondering why that fucking rumor just came, why that, why that nugget of information came out before, like, you know, randomly just right now. Like, oh, we're just deciding to, like, l- let it be known that, you know, Jada and Will fucking swing. Some people are now saying that they think Will Smith was fucking Eva Mendez or Margie, um, Ma- uh, Margot Robbie. Um, you know what I mean? But then some people are alluding that Will Smith might be gay. Maybe he's bisexual. I don't fucking know. But people are all shocked about that. Like, yo, dude, all these fucking celebrities, they're fucking have to be affiliated with some fucking filth or some type of fucking weird orgy thing. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of rappers were meeting, like, yo, Easy e was meeting with George fucking Bush. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you can't, like, you have to, like, look past, like, like, I know you want to, like, again, like, and these, and these people who buy into the official narratives and these official relationships, it's like, you're, like, the wrestling fan that everyone fucking mocks. Like, you think this stuff is all real when a lot of this stuff is for fucking show. Like, maybe this whole thing is leading to something else to be revealed, but, like, it's just, it's just weird that they fucking finally revealed it. Like, you know, I, I, I personally think that a lot of the people that I fucking know probably have fucking orgies and shit like that, too, probably. So, I mean, I'm probably why not, not invited. And, and you know what? probably for good fucking reason. I mean, most of the fucking, you know, I, I believe most of the women, you know, that, you know, are kind of with, like, a lot of... Like, a lot of my friends don't want me to meet their fucking girlfriends or anything like that. And probably rightfully so. It just kind of bothers me that they, you know, do, they don't want to invite me to birthdays and all that fucking type of shit. But then, like, they, they'll show up to me and then pretend like they, like they, they fucking need me. And try to be my fucking friend again, but then like they don't want to, uh, you know, even in, in, uh, admit that they have been fucking shady and fucking been secretive to me. And any opinion, any theory I fucking have, it annoys them because they don't want to like. They, I think they hate. They they want to like again like you know, I think because we're being monitored. It's like a reality show. I think they want to have this, this. This is their fucking way of fucking acting. So they, so they, that's why you have all these response, like all these reaction videos. A lot of these reaction videos, people already know what's going on. They already plan out the reaction. They want that fucking whole, whole that whole fucking presentation of that. So when they're talking about current issues, and I jump ahead about what my theories are, they will always kind of look fucking pissed off at me for fucking. Like, you know, like, going outside the fucking box to think, because they want me to be in a limited thought. They want to keep my thoughts limited. And that's probably why I, I probably wouldn't fucking mesh well with them, because they, it would show their insecurity and them getting fucking irrational. Even though I'm supposed to be the one that's fucking, you know, losing his fucking mind, right? But, like, you know, but it shows, like, how fucking insane that people want to control you are. Especially when it's, like, seen as a collective and all that. So it's probably better that, you know, I don't fucking see people I fucking know, really. You know, because most of them don't fucking like me anyways. Uh, what else? Um, so you had Joe Coffey. Dar- Darby Allen apparently, uh, Darby Allen apparently uh, um, has, again, again, I don't know if some of these situations are going to be like, they're putting that out in the atmosphere that they may have done something. But then they're going to have, like, this resolution to it for a bit where, like, oh, look, uh, Tony Khan got shown some proof that shows that Darby Allen isn't at fault or something like that or there's something else going on, right? And then they're probably going to let him come back, have a career, 
And then before his career is done again, there will probably be more fucking cases. And then it'll be proven that Tony Khan covered up for him. And that'll probably be later on when Tony when AEW are going to become the villains. Because once you, you, you become a hero for a bit, but then you live long enough and you become a villain. Some people think that this whole pandemic might, might fucking put them out. And again, that that I thought they were gonna replace WWE in some fucking way, but if they go out, that I mean, it, it, you know, then I guess like it, it'll. I, I'm thinking it'll be revealed that Vince McMahon is trying to kill it in some fucking way, because you know you're counter programming Great American Bash, with you know, and again, I'm sure all this was planned out, but like you know the way that the, because WWE are the petty villains, they have to make it look like they're the ones that are counter programming. AEW and they won the ratings last week, right? So you know that's what's gonna fucking happen essentially. Um, yeah. So then, uh, basically, what I said was gonna happen is happening, kind of. And you know, like a couple, like not 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 this past week, the last week, Edge was talking about how he's bringing the rated R rated R superstar back and shit. How he's bringing the radar super radar superstar back, and that symbolism of, of his healness coming out. So what does he do? What does he do this past week? Um, nobody was even complaining about the fucking match being that like being bad. Like it was mostly the criticism about the greatest like people criticizing the fucking uh, um, the greatest match moniker that WWE insisted on promoting, which was setting them up for fucking failure. But they actually performed it. Like, you know what I mean? One of the greatest, it was probably the greatest empty arena match since this pandemic in that regard. It, you know what I mean? It, it, it was a really good match. It was filmed really, really well. Um, but Edge got one criticism off it. And, of course, he starts mocking, like, oh, sorry, I don't do the uh, whole, if uh, you know, uh, um, 50 suicide dives and, you know, 80 super kicks or something like that. I, I'm paraphrasing here. But he said something along those lines. So people are like, what's Edge talking about? No one's fucking shitting on this fucking match, right? So again, like I like I was saying, that uh, maybe they're anticipating people to be shitting on, shitting on it way more than usual. But I guess Edge took it upon himself to now kind of um, mock what fans like today. And that's probably, he's probably going to be more obnoxious about it, probably. And we're probably going to end up fucking hating him by the time he comes back. And then he'll eventually just turn a fucking villain, essentially. And then they'll pretend like WWE isn't smart enough to be building stuff like that. Even though their documentaries are for fucking building shit, you know. That, that's what the documentaries are for now. Um, again, let's see. Um, Okay, yeah, so uh, let me talk about Tessa Blanchard because it came out last Thursday. That Again, and by the way, anything that happens with these people, with, with the whole thing, again, you know where my narrative is. This is a grand view. It's all fucking planned out. <laughs> I, talked about this, I talked about this on Periscope when this fucking happened with Tessa Blanchard. And because I believe some people online that I even know are kind of insiders, even though they're kind of like... Because, you know, some guys I know, they, they get fucking free tickets still to these, to these companies and all that. And it feels like they're kind of insiders, but they're on, like, the good side of, the, you know, where, like, they get to be anti-WWE on some level. And I think there's some people who get paid to be anti-WWE. Just, like, there's people to be pro-WWE on some fucking level. So when, like, some people, and I've seen this like, several, several times, people were kind of putting out that Tessa Blanchard has kind of been problematic. 
and you're like, oh shit, it's horrible. And I'm not saying the stuff didn't happen, right? But I think because we're making real life wrestling fucking heels now, that like the the character development went into fucking real life situations. Because these celebrities don't play by regular fucking rules, right? They'll do something they may to have a badass side. They may have to quote unquote commit some kind of fucking crime. Or something like that, but because and then they'll probably do some fucking time where it, you know it's, it's not as serious, whatever, and all that. But like they'll be taken care of regardless. So that you need real scumbags, kind of in a way, and it feels like that's where like wrestling is kind of fucking going. And it's probably going to be revealed on some level that there are like you know these people don't play by the same regular rules and all that. So when I hear about the Tessa Blanchard thing, I did think that this was like some grand way of her being like a real fucking villain. But people are just looking at it like, oh, she's a racist and they want to cancel her. And that's fine, but that's what you're supposed to be fucking thinking. But now that she's been released, now I'm seeing, you know, now that WWE is showing interest or AEW is showing interest. And like Swole saying that she'll improve better, she'll grow more. And maybe she's implying that being in WWE, they'll probably make her do more fucked up shit. She'll probably get into more fucking trouble. Or is it going to be proven that Swole is just being... One of Cody's, uh, one of Cody's, one of Cody's, like, you know, shills, kind of, to kind of, like, you know, be, like, the, uh, like, you know, the, uh, um, the credible black person who's making a case for someone that's being accused of racism or something like that, right? So it, it makes you wonder what the fucking goal is with that. And then, of course, you know, they, they, trust me, they're going to rehab her fucking image. They're going to make it seem like she's grown and then she'll have another she'll have a career. And then by the time she retires or she's out, she'll have another racist incident where it proves that she didn't fucking change. But that's the angle that you're going to be having with her. And I, I, angle in real life, essentially, her real life angle is that she's going to be a fucking racist. They've applied it to you already, you know, in my personal opinion, by the way. So she got she, she didn't want to cut promos. She was already in Mexico. She didn't want to leave because then she wouldn't be able to go back during this pandemic, maybe. And she wanted to be with her boyfriend, which I understand. But, like, you know, then maybe you should just drop the fucking belt. Or maybe not do the whole fucking storyline the whole fucking time. But, again, it has to be that LOL impact. LOL TNA. Like, messing something up again, whatever. But more people are on TNA side about this. And they and they politicked for her. I think they did. I forget the story, but they, they, they did something... In her, in Tessa's flavor, in in fate, test for for Tessa, uh, they did something in her in in her favor to get the woman of wrestling, the the uh, the woman of wrestling shit shut down or something. I don't know what the fucking story was, but they did something. They politicked something for her that you know, and people are pointing that out. But yeah, so Tessa Blanchard, you know, again, listen, I I, I think the whole thing has been for fucking character's sake uh, in real life. I mean, I'm not saying she isn't a fucking racist, but I think when these storylines fucking play out in real life, because it's, it's a reality show, that this was done for that fucking purpose. Like, they're slowly kind of create. That's why, like, they're taking advantage of this shit. That's why when this whole thing is done, Jackson Riker might be a new type of villain. And I'm not saying that's good to be exploiting a fucking situation that's going on, but these performers don't think like that. And just because you think that they should be thinking like that, it doesn't mean that it's run that fucking way. It doesn't mean that these people don't fucking work you in every fucking facet. In the midst of all this fucking revolution shit that's going on right now, there are going to be people working you even fucking harder to incite you. Because they're supposed to be changing shit, basically. So the reason why I'm mentioning Tessa Blanchard or whatever, I don't know the, again, I don't know the contract status, I don't know about that. 
but um uh but uh you know um Gil Kim basically started again people are already shitting on Gil Kim because she's been talking about racism in WWE against Asians for such a long time and you're like oh shit I feel bad you know what I mean because there's probably some shit that she couldn't say probably non-disclosures and all that but then when the Alexa Bliss was talking about Braun Panty matches on her podcast she mentioned that uh you know uh, uh she mentioned that uh um, that she wouldn't do him, and then Gil Kim replied to the fucking post, saying, yeah, when, when, when we were there, she alluded to the fact that it kind of felt like you were forced to doing it, and you had no choice, and maybe she's putting that out there, because she can't fucking fully say it, that they were forced, that was probably their initiations, kind of, in a way, to do it, but now it's slowly coming out that WWE probably does unethical shit like that, and and uh, so, of course, nobody from WWE, the shills in WWE, don't want to hear about what she has to say because she was quiet about Tessa Blanchard's whole situation. And I'm thinking that's going to be proven to being that she wanted to say something, but maybe um, people in Impact, because, you know, everyone's, turning, everyone's becoming a villain, maybe they uh, told Gil Kim that she had to be the one to forgive, uh, you know, show her. And, anyway, you know, that could be genuine because... Um, that 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 whole that whole controversy with Tessa Blanchard, that was probably her initiation to now become a bigger name, and 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 Gail Kim probably like you know knowing that probably fucking felt bad, but because she's the one that came out, um, uh, because she's the one that came out, uh, on the surface, she has to be seen as the villain. So like so so it's gonna be revealed that Gil Kim doesn't care about black people either, and she only cares about just Asian people. Or is it gonna be proven that she couldn't say anything about the fucking whole situation? Or is she gonna be seen as somebody that uh, you know, is she gonna be seen as somebody that like you know, uh, is only out for her self interest? But she's probably limited in what she could fucking do, basically. You know what I mean? But and and by the way, with the you blame Impact, right? That's probably a fucking. Uh, I've always felt Impact was a fucking, uh, a, a a thing off of. Uh, um, it, it was a, a developmental for WWE on some fucking level, right? Like I always believed the Monday Night Wars were gonna end the way that they're gonna end, right? So basically, that whole Jeff Jarrett. In my and again, this is my personal opinion. Again, go listen to the fucking official books. And reports about these incidences don't believe a conspiracy theorist. But I always felt like, you know, uh, that whole incident with Jeff Jarrett and Vince McMahon, uh, that, that, that Vince McMahon, the money that he held him up for, that was probably going to start, was probably used to go start up TNA because they knew that they were going to need it. Um, you know what I mean? Like, that was probably the investment for it uh, on some level, basically. And I always felt that, that was like a developmental of WWE on some level, where some guys were not supposed to be mainstream, like not on the mainstream product, so they go to another fucking territory, and and that's why like WWE kind of, in my personal opinion, kind of always ran TNA on some level, and they just had um, people like Dixie Carter playing the fucking role of like the person who actually kind of runs it, basically. You know, what I mean, Vince McMahon could have a deal with her family or something like that. Like just like I believe Vince McMahon had a deal with Ted Turner on my personal, in my personal fucking opinion, you know. Okay, well it's six forty p.m. I'm sticking with this, I guess. So yeah, so about the Gil Kim thing. So I guess you know she's kind of exposing it, but no, but the WWE shills don't care 
about her opinion because uh, because you know she's already a heel to them for not saying anything about fucking Tessa Blanchard, which is probably by design essentially. You know everything's by design in my in my eyes. That's that's my easy that's my go to for not evolving or growing like everyone else's apparently. You know. Um, yeah, so then, again, back to my whole thing about employed fanboys. I noticed that Alexa Bliss's fans have been getting out of control, right? And to most people, it looks like, oh my god, these fans are just fucking crazy fucking fans. And these people don't get bothered by that. You know why? Because these people are not just crazed fans. They're fucking, in, they're given incentive to being part of, like, the army. So every fucking public figure who has, like, a following... Ha- and they have resources, they can have an employed following, basically putting their name out there and having these hive minds and, and to, to attack you, essentially, and all that. So that's what fucking Lexa Bliss has, and some of these fucking people are now, like, you know, getting into her relationship kind of thing, and, and I don't know if that's, like, a, a, an example of one of them uh, eventually becoming, like, a character in real life. Cause that's how you kind of start off now by being indoctrinated into a, like you know how I said Lil Nas X, he was a Nicki he was a uh, he ran a fucking account that was dedicated to being a pro Nicki Minaj fucking fan, you know what I mean? I don't really have that. Cause I don't have the resources to fucking give them incentives. So I don't have. I only have people that follow me around to do bad shit for uh to do bad shit against me kind of and put me down for that way. I don't have like a whole a whole team of people to go and do public PR for me and put my name out there and hype me up and all that type of shit. So that's why and so again so maybe some of these fans are are either kind of like showing like you know that maybe bliss has been like not being as faithful to these uh, employed fanboys. Again with Doja see Doja Cat, she basically kind of like in a way exposed it a bit. And 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 I I guess maybe she slipped up and made it seem like because this is a regular occurrence that there's no threat about her putting that out there. So when she was telling people to give give a sentiment about like she'll show her boob if you stream her uh, music, uh, you know sometimes it makes you wonder if sometimes the people support her support these people they get a private little show amongst their fucking little private groups because every one of these fucking fan fandoms are are in private fucking groups and they probably you know are hackers and they can probably spy on some of these people and have a fucking little private show for themselves basically while they're discussing and having watch-along parties and all that type of shit so maybe that like that's what what's what's imploding right here because we're gonna find out more like there's a guy who's been arrested for for going to the performance center and there's more to that fucking story like he's not just some random fucking guy it's like these these institutions have these guys at their disposal and then when they're not functioning properly they go off the reserve off the reserve and then they fucking start causing a little bit of problems and it seems like that's what's kind of happening or it could represent that maybe bliss is being attacked. Because maybe she's one of the people that put it out there that WWE wasn't doing testing regularly or they just took a temperature. And maybe that's like WWE's way of like... And maybe that's why certain people get offline because they know that if they stay online, they're going to have to take abuse and they probably know it's like their fucking system. Like they, they, they probably know it's like the company that has like their trolls doing their dirty work are the ones that are attacking and it makes it look like the fan, like the wrestling fan base is fucking gone. But a lot of these people, man, they're fucking, you know, an employed fucking fan base, essentially. 
And then, you know, again, I, I then, f- f- as far as distractions go, there's a distraction with low key. There's a distraction with fucking low key, fucking, uh, uh, um, again, I, I think this is done by design, but it also, again, people are working their fucking heel characters online and shit in some fucking way. So the biggest argument is like Austin Aries and low key have come out and, and are anti mask in a way. And I think Loki has been like a socially conscious dude about other fucking things. So part of me wonders: Are some of these guys gonna be proven right that they're you know that, that like you know like maybe this pandemic's exaggerated or that you know um, that the mass doesn't really do anything, or are they just supposed to be the fucking assholes who are being called out? And again, all these wrestling fans have so much vitriol for Loki. It's like they created the situation. For for people to go off on something that's more e- an easy target, so you take the target <laughs> take the target off of <coughs> off of Vince McMahon's fucking back essentially, because they have more vitriol for fucking for uh, for for Vince for low key than they do with Vince McMahon who is a billionaire who is making their fucking employees work during a fucking pandemic. And if you're going to expose scumbags, I really hope that the fucking shills who have aided and abetted these companies to doing PR for them are also revealed. Because guess what? It's because you didn't say anything too controversial, like something cartoonish like what Simon Simon Guevara did. You're also doing horrible fucking shit, though, on a systemic fucking level. Especially if you're being a fucking token minority for the fucking company. There's one token Muslim that always closes his account because his fucking tweet, when he opens his account, some of his tweets, because the people I know follow him. So his tweets sometimes show up and then I'm inclined to go look and because he's like one of these guys that piled on Elon Omar, I already know that he's being indoctrinated into the fucking system and he's like being told to be fucking ignorant on some shit while being morally fucking superior. That's why I, I lost it about some of these fucking guys who who are being morally superior about fucking uh, conspiracies against Reigns or something like that, uh, um, and you know conspiracies against this whatever. But they're so morally superior by calling out other people outside of the fucking WWE. They'll never say anything bad about fucking Vince McMahon. Like you know what I mean? If pa- the rumors of Pat Patterson being true, some of these guys were fucking you know going, oh my god, Pat Patterson won the twenty four seven title. Like okay. But then you have all this vitriol for fucking, you know, Marty Squirrel, which is fine. I understand that. But it's just, it's just fucking, it's just fucking really, really, you know, it's it's really, it's just, it's just really, really fucking weird. Uh, so with the low-key shit, he basically came out, he had a lot, I didn't want to read it. The thing is, when these things happen, and I, even, I, I don't want to fucking read it, just, I already know where, where where the angle is fucking going. So he's going to, he basically, what you need to know is that he's going to be asshole de jour for the fucking, for the next couple of weeks. And now fucking, you know, Austin Aries and him are fucking, are on agreement. Why don't they just get it over with and have a mask, uh, you know, loser, loser has to wear a mask or something like that. I don't, I don't fucking know. Some of these things, I don't even fucking know if, like, you know, they really fucking happened with some of these situations and all that. The system, the, the system sends people to, uh, if you hear the noise, just the system sends people to go, you know, uh, have people fucking just run, run around the fucking neighborhood to do fucking loud shit like that all the fucking time. 
Somebody even threw a fucking firecracker in my fucking backyard yesterday. I wonder if that was like a misdirector just to fucking give me a warning. But they're clearly, you know, it's clearly a warning that, that somebody is eventually coming for me. You know, people have been hinting it for the last year that they're going to come and get me, get me. The, the Operation Goodbye July that they're, you know, not fucking promoting right now, but they're promoting it. I, I put in a long thread on, 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 on Twitter and all that. You can go look at it. You got it's it's tricky because they fucking separated some of the they hack into my fucking account. They can separate it and all that type of shit. But there but but with a lot of scare tactics fucking happening, and they're trying to test me. You know what I mean? Even some of these trolls were admitting that they're watching me yesterday and all that type of shit. It's fucking you know scary ass shit. You know you, you don't know who these people are. I I again uh with, with all these cancel again I I had this fucking stupid I joke. Like, when Hulk Hogan got cancelled, I go, there, there should be a club. Like, you know, because Bullet Club was, like, really, really uh, pop, was popular during this time. So I'm, like, in, in this, like, 2015 or 2016, and I was, like, uh, do a group, like, have, like, a fucking, uh, an, a group. Like, obviously, you can't do this for real, obviously, but I'm saying, like, you know, like, just basically make, like, an online fucking meme of this. That, like, uh, wrestlers you cannot mention anymore. Because they've been cancelled. And it was going to be called, like, named after Hulk Hogan. You know, Bullet Club. His last name is Terry Balea. So I was going to call it Balea Club. And you'd have, like, Benoit, Hogan, you know, Snuka, Fabulous Moolah in, in there, whatever, right? And now with the whole entire wrestling world getting fucking cancelled. It's like like in, 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 reg, in regular Hulk Hogan fashion of having a group. Of course... It has to be oversaturated with like a bunch of fucking random guys, like you know, like so like Travis Banks and Joe Coffee and those guys are Legero are like you know like the, the the Stevie Ray like the Stevie Ray and the 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 fucking uh, you know uh, uh, big Bubba Rogers of the fucking groups essentially. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, I thought that was a pretty funny fucking joke, but you know, and then now you put Tessa Blanchard in there. Uh, and again, people were fucking saying that, like, you know, with all these fucking companies moving, like, you know, taking st- taking streaming services away, taking uh, the fucking uh, controversial blackface sketches or episodes that had blackface off of the fucking off of fucking television and shit like that. Um, you know, um, someone said that, like, oh, you, you, they probably do that with WWE, but it's like if you actually analyze that. Like, if you removed everything racist from all these promotions, you would realistically only be left with, like, maybe three hours of fucking footage. There's so much problematic shit from, like, racism, misogyny, and all that type of shit that exists that, like, you'd have to erase the fucking whole catalog. So that's why, like, WWE won't be going there. Because, again, I'm sure WWE will probably try to win woke points by removing, uh, removing, uh... The Nation of Domination blackface sketch, whatever. And then people be like, but what about the time he did it with the court, when he did corporate rock? And then we go, but what about Saba Simba? Why aren't you, you going to erase the footage of Saba Simba? Are you going to erase SummerSlam 92 with Undertaker versus Kamala? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's not going to fucking end. Are you going to eliminate uh, the, uh, Akeem the African Dream? You know? Like, I don't know where, where you want to fucking take this shit. Um, 
so yeah, I talked about all these stuff, Travis Banks, Edge. Um, yeah, and then, uh, again, like, you, you know how I always say that they're always building up something in real life for something on screen eventually? Uh, you know what I mean? Like, you know, like Young Bucks and FDR were always going to be somehow be connected. They're probably somehow, like, maybe they didn't know completely, but they knew eventually, like, uh, Revival would be leaving because WWE is in a dwindling fucking phase and all that. So they, they, they've been hinting that for fucking, th- like, for years, basically. And then, you know, you kind of have, uh, like, you know, it makes it, it makes it like, because you've been watching it fold, unfold in quote-unquote real life, it has some type of value to you, right? So, so then, so, so like now, like, so they're teasing something in real life with Corbin and Riddle. But like it's like like this one just seems to be like a planted story, like that's supposed to be that's supposed to be obvious that it, this is a fucking work because Corbin said that he doesn't think Riddle is on his level to be working with him and he needs to beat five enhancement guys and that that to me out of all the real life fucking news controversy of someone not wanting to work together that's like the most that's probably the most contrived way uh, uh, of trying to build up a real fucking angle maybe that one's supposed to be like oh WWE is building up a, like a, a real a real transparent one you know what I mean um hold on a second uh, yeah I'll save the non-wrestling stuff for um for 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 like the other podcasts, I I, I want to get some of the wrestling shit done. On some level, so I'll just uh, go to some of the fucking results. And again, this is gonna be quick because again, ever since the news broke out, like even though the like I've been paying attention right and all that, I I haven't really fucking I haven't really fucking cared. Uh, I really haven't fucking cared like about like about like the wrestling product as a whole, basically. You know what I mean. So I'll just go through some of this stuff. You know what I mean, and I'll just give my thoughts on where it's going in the storyline before uh, you know uh, Fighter Fest and American Great American Bash fucking come out. Um, for AEW, it started with Wardlow versus Luchasaurus in a lumberjack match, and best friends had, you know, uh, you know, lumberjack outfits on, which was kind of funny, but, you know, sometimes best friends humor doesn't really hit me, but I like the guys, because they're, they're actually good wrestlers, but, like, sometimes the humor doesn't really hit me, but I, I thought that was kind of funny, but again, this match was, like, like, you know, a wild-ass brawl, like a fucking real hoss fight and shit, like, again, I, I like when they fucking take advantage of what a fucking, of, of what a stipulation is supposed to be, like you know, when they when they say it's supposed to be a lumberjack match, they've become they, over the years they've become like, like you know, so obvious. Okay, the bad guy gets thrown to the good guy's side, and then the the good guy gets thrown to the bad guy's side. The good guys are always the ones that don't do anything, and then the bad guys are always the ones that fucking hit you. I like that some of the like the my favorite lumberjack match was probably Seth Rollins versus Dean Ambrose, or John Moxley now, uh, at SummerSlam two thousand and fourteen. I thought that one was like a perfect, uh, perfect fucking way, uh, because Seth Rollins was afraid of fucking facing him, and Dean Ambrose was so hell bent after this major turn that happened, that like even with like Seth Rollins trying to escape, the fucking lumberjacks fucking like carrying him back to the fucking ring, 
uh, and, and then the brawling happening, and he gave an excuse for, like, different guys to fucking, you know, get beat up by Dean Ambrose or try to fucking beat up Dean Ambrose. It was a really, really fucking, it was a really, really good uh, match. So this one, I thought it was, like, kind of not in the same vein, kind of, not on that, but it was, like, very, very intense where, like, it, everyone was kind of fucking brawl, everyone was brawling, and then the, the major spots were happening. You know, there was, like, a, a nice fucking, like, you know, uh, uh, um, um, what's the fucking, not four, I always call it a 450, uh, Shooting, shooting star press that Luchasaurus did on there. But again, like, I, I some of the moves seem kind of fucking contrived in a way where, like, everyone has to be standing. I, I, I hate those spots. I, I understand why you're doing them. You have to keep it safe. But it just looks so fucking stupid when someone's taking their time and then everyone just has to be standing there watching it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, how do you explain that in fucking storyline or anything like that? But anyways, um... Uh, Wardlow won, and then there's a brawl between um, Jurassic Express and MJF and Wardlow, so that's like a match that's going to happen with MJF and Wardlow versus uh, Jungle Boy or Luchasaurus, Luchasaurus, and somebody was hinting that maybe Marco Stunt might turn on them and actually just join, uh, um, join like be fucking MJF's fucking like, like guy that always just gets beat up or something like that, because I think someone with Marco Stunt like, again, like, you know, you can do something good with him, but I think he'll serve as a good fucking heel that gets fucking beat up, and he'll make the spots look good because he's a small fucking guy, so, like, you can, like, do some impressive fucking shit with that, you know what I mean? Um, I don't know where this rumor came from, but I'm, I don't know if it's gonna happen, but people were saying, I think b because, um, um, uh, uh, MJF was kind of talking about how, uh, Luchasaurus and M and Luchasaurus and uh, Jungle Jack Perry are not like working class guys that they claim they are, and they have come from money and all that type of shit on some level. But he didn't mention Marco Stunt, so maybe that's Marco Stunt's way of fucking turning on him. I forget. I, I forget what the matches are gonna be tonight. Uh, you know, cause it's it's two weeks, whatever, and all that. I know, you know, but we'll see what fucking happens. Um. What else happened with the thing? Okay, uh, uh, there was a, a, a Sheeta came out for a match, and then her and Penelope Ford are gonna face each other, right? So then she comes out, and and Penelope Ford is in the crowd, obviously, and then she kind of gets into a spat with her. Uh, she, she gets into a spat with her, or whatever. But then they they break it up, and then Sheeta goes into her match. Within like twenty thirty seconds, she beats another fucking and enhancement talent. Unfortunately, it always ha I noticed that a lot of these enhancement talents, and maybe they're doing it by design, are always black people for some odd reason. And then, you know, because then people are going... Because, again, it just seems like a lot of the enhancement guys uh, happen to be black people from what I fucking know. I mean, I'm glad they're getting a spot, but, you know, getting some showmanship, whatever. But it just seems like it's, like, being more transparent as, if, as we go along. But then, at, but right afterwards, after she like you know wins in twenty seconds and does her fucking you know submission or whatever the fuck she does, again I I haven't watched this in a, almost a week, so I, I I can't really remember every fucking thing, but um, she fucking had a really really solid brawl with Penelope Ford and actually had, like, it was like the most heat 
a, like, the most like heated type of moment in the women's division so far where it felt like really, really organic. It wasn't just like, okay, like you get a few minutes on television and you build up to a number one contender and all that. This actually looked like a really, really solid fucking brawl that was going on. And Sheeta showed a lot of fucking, uh, she showed a lot of fucking urgency and a lot of intensity in this, in, in, in her interaction with Penelope Ford. They did some more shit with, uh, um, Again, I wasn't. This is when I, I was still like not really paying attention. But I think Britt Baker did some more shit where she's sending messages up to Tony Schiavone by her being near the commentary table. But she's like because she's on the on the on the on the on the crowd level, she's sending messages from wherever she's sitting to Tony Schiavone. I'm I'm liking that kind of shit. Um, Swole, I think Swole fucking dumped fucking garbage on her this time. Um. Uh, again, she's basically making it seem like Swall's a bully, even though she's being the bully in some fucking way. They did a cool fucking thing that they filmed before the show. I guess they did a press conference where, like, you know, they're talking about the, T- the TNT title, and Cody Rhodes is like, you know, kind of hyping it up and talking about how great it is, and he's talking about how what it represents, even though the belt is not finished yet and it doesn't look complete, it still represents a lot and all that, and you know, uh, about like you know. It's typical shit. I think the main takeaway from this is when he was asking questions from quote unquote PWI. Again, I never really read PWI because I never really read. I was like looking looking at the pictures and reading some limited shit, so I never really pay attention to who the fucking authors were. But there's like a kayfabe people in that fucking place that had kayfabe names, so I guess it took people back to nostalgia, which I didn't catch. I think Pollock and LaGreca were the ones that kind of, like, on their like on their shows pointed it out. Otherwise, I wouldn't have really fucking known. People were popping for it online. So I guess, you know. But, again, like, I like that they're, like, doing a fucking, like, you know, taking making the belt fucking such a serious thing, even though it's not the world title, that they're having a fucking press conference for it. I hope it doesn't just, like, be this one era of where that's going to happen. And I hope they continue to make that title, like, you know, mean more than just being a fucking mid-card title. So I like that, you know, Cody was doing his promo and then Jack, Jake Hager came in late just for the promotional picture. Again, in storyline, that would make sense too. Like, like you know, you, when you want to hype something up, you got to fucking hype. Um, uh, you got to hype. Uh, um, you got to hype. Um, um you you just gotta hype the matchup. Sorry, I'm just losing train of thought, man. I'm just you know so much thoughts in my fucking head. So you kind of have to like you know hype hype that up, whatever, right? And then uh, they basically it's like a, like straight out of like a, a typical like you know trope in a movie in a movie where like a, a big tournament's going down. The fucking guy has to be cocky where he gets too close, and then Dustin has to fucking get in the middle of it and you know shove him. And then Jake Hager's wife uh, throws water at Cody. And Dustin Rhodes gets, like, really offended by that. But I was like, dude, dude, like, you're getting offended by that, but, like, you sexually assaulted Jake Hager's wife, like, a couple of months ago. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's kind of like, who, who are you to get so upset about this? You know? Um, but no, no, I, 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 I liked I liked the fucking, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm guessing Hager's not going to win. But, I mean, I mean, I don't know how long Cody's going to keep it. I really don't. But I really hope Cody does put someone over. But some of Hager's matches don't really hit me, and again, it's it's like an on and off. Sometimes they'll surprise me, but sometimes you know, it's just like both both Cody and Hager, both their matches sometimes don't like seem 
Like, the, I guess like there's more about the storytelling in the match, but like at a technical standpoint, some of the match, some sometimes it doesn't look really good. But Hager, Hager, he's capable. Uh, you know, they they've been using him right in the sense that like he doesn't really say much, so he's playing to his strengths. So like I mean like you know he's he's always capable in the ring, but I just didn't maybe because I'm coming fresh off of the whole Moxley and him him having a match, and I you know and Tony Khan was overhyping it like the fucking dork he is, and uh, and then of course it didn't live up to its fucking hype. I think if he didn't put that fucking whole this is the greatest fucking no holds barred match ever or something like that, maybe I would have been more surprised. You know what I mean? I just think you set it up for people to fucking hate you on that. So that was that. Um, the yeah. So uh, Brody, Lee, the, the continuation of Brody Lee and Cabana. Cabana's not really in like doing the heel tactics with Brody Lee when they're facing Janela and um, Sunny Kiss, who have now become a tag team. And uh, and they they showed a they showed a sketch kind of of like them talking or talking, and then he and Janela goes into a gas station, and then a couple of like you know hooligans like try to pick on uh uh, on on Sunny Kiss, um, they try to pick on Sunny Kiss, and then uh, Janela is like oblivious to it because he's buying shit in the gas station. But then you can see like in the background, like her trying to fight off and getting attacked, and then he basically comes out and then they just fight him off. I guess they're just creating skits for them. But I, I again, I mean, listen, Sunny Kiss is a good fucking uh, performer. Uh, he's a good performer. I, I saw him in uh, Lucha Underground, and uh, he had some really good matches in Lucha Underground. Uh, I think I think uh, his uh, pronouns are he 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 his, her her and uh, she and she and her. I mean she goes by both. He goes by both pronouns because I mean Jim Ross fucking messed it up. So you know, um, he he said that one time and then people went down on him about well not went down on him but went at him for uh um for misgendering her misgendering Sunny Kiss and then. Sunny Kiss confirmed that uh, that he goes by he and she. Uh, what else happened? Um, so yeah, yeah. So Cabana wasn't really um, being a heel, but there was like outside interference a little bit, and Cabana was taking advantage of that to get a fucking win. I think Brody let him in the end win, like get the pin, and Cabana was so fast to do it, and it felt good for him to win. So like I think slowly, again I don't know where the storyline is gonna go. Is he gonna like embrace a heelness and be a heel for a while, or is the storyline just serving for him to like basically make it seem like he's with them, but then he's just gonna have a feud with them? Uh, you know what I mean? Like he's gonna gonna have a, he's gonna have a feud with them or something like that. You know, again, I don't know where it's going, but I mean, listen, for a while, maybe if Cole, whenever someone has to join in, sometimes it doesn't like, I'm thinking back to John Cena joining Nexus. I thought that would be an easier way for John Cena to embrace a fucking heel turn, but instead it was just like more of like serving to like cause disruptions within his, within the Nexus basically, and kind of like be an asshole until they had to kick him out again, you know? Um... So yeah, so like so they 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 win. So I mean, we'll see where that goes. They're gonna tag for Fighter Fest. I forget who they're facing though. But then Lance Archer attacked fucking Sunny Kiss and Joey Janela afterwards, and I guess like Janela is the one facing him at Fighter Fest on one of the fucking days. Um. Uh, FDR. I guess they were supposed to be facing Dustin Rhodes and QT Marshall, but QT was the got COVID, and the way that uh Tony Khan made it seem like. Well, to the 
on on his own time, he went somewhere else, and he suddenly started get he interacted with somebody that may have had COVID. Like, I wonder if it's gonna turn out that Tony Khan's also fucking lying about some of the shit, but we're giving him the benefit of the doubt. But it seems like on on the surface of what they're presenting on on the media reports and all that, if it it looks like even though there's criticism on both companies, it feel it says it, it makes it feel like uh, AEW is taking it more seriously than what WWE is. You know what I mean? So like again, and and then maybe later on you'll find out that they weren't as et- weren't as ethical as well. Basically, I mean all these companies are fucking you know scummy a little bit. Um. So yeah, FDR faced SCU, which already like you know this this could have been a fucking feud that you built to, but I understand the circumstances. You had to fucking do it. And again, I'm not going to go over the whole match, whatever, but it was a real old school style while still having like some of the rapidness uh, that goes into these ma- that goes into a revival match. But like it was like a real old school style, it was, like a really good showing for them. Um, I-, I think they won with the fucking spine buster, if I'm not fucking mistaken. I could be wrong. Uh, I mean, listen, I, again, I can't remember everything. I'm just giving you my thoughts, whatever. But again, uh, but it was a really good match. And then you know he basically his after promo was basically boasting about was basically boasting about how great they are and naming off other tag teams again. And then he basically is warning that like they've been at the kitty table. He basically took CM Punk's line from the promo with the Rock. Like congratulations, you graduated from the kitty table. Now you're eating. You know you're eating with the grown ups, and you're, you've been enough more than you can chew. He even said that. So like again, they got to recycle. But again, who gives a shit really, right? Um, but so yeah, they, so the Bitcher and Blade were in their fucking truck because they make an entrance from from their truck basically now. And Butcher and Blade were in the truck cutting a promo on them about liking the truck and, you know, about how they found part... Because it was, it was supposed to be Havoc and Sabian because Havoc's problems, Havoc's gone. So it was supposed to be Havoc and Sabian and, the, and Butcher and Blade versus Young Bucks and FDR, right? And and so so now you, with the call, don't have them. So I thought they were going to cancel it. But then apparently Re- Phoenix and Pentagon were... The Lucha, Bro- Lucha Bros were behind the um revival and 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 this has been one of the teams that they've been criticizing the most a little bit other than the young bucks saying that they'll teach them more tag team because they hate their style of fucking you know high flying and all that type of shit so so it was cool to see that they have a confrontation now what i don't like about this is that this first match with the revival and thing it was perfect for butcher and blade and kip sabian and jimmy havoc because those two are lower tier teams that aren't like like they have some wins on like dark and all that type of stuff but like they're more the lower tier teams and i know they needed something to replace it but i think by putting pentagon because again this match i imagine is going to be more about fdr and young bucks basically one-upping each other and basically like kind of having an easy win and i think because pentagon and fucking phoenix are a credible team i don't think they should be put in that position for like a first match like this kind of thing like I know the match is good. the match automatically gets an upgrade because it's you know Pentagon and Phoenix because you know, because they're so fucking dope and you know what I mean so like, I'm not gonna argue for a match it's probably a really really good match but I was envisioning something else where I thought that maybe you would have like an easier win where like you know on two on two of the lower tier teams on the heel side. Where, you know, because to me, Santana Ortiz and them and, and Lucha Bros, they're fucking, to me, high-caliber teams, right? Like, you could have put someone else, and you could have put Brian Cutler and 
uh, Peter Avalon in there. Um, for, 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 for this, I mean, listen, I know it's not going to be like, that I wouldn't sell either, whatever, right? Especially with, 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 with what NXT is fucking giving you. But I'm just saying for like the first kind of match where you're trying to do the one-upmanship, I don't think you should have fucking put uh, Lucha Bros in it. But at the same time, I'm not fucking mad because the match is going to be fucking better. And Butcher and Blade have been improving. I saw, I saw some of the matches on Dark. They're like a, a, a really good solid hand to have where like, it's like, okay, at least you have an active tag team and when you need to push them, you can maybe put them online for a push. But like, they just serve, like, you know what I mean? Like, like, like they're, they're, like they're tough enough where like, they'll get some minor victories over some of these jobber teams. But then like, you know, they, they, they're jobber to the stars essentially. And it's not, it's not a bad thing to have. You can always up your, uh, up the edge of echelon. This kid outside is fucking playing, man. Fucking Canada Day. You know, I keep my fucking windows open and shit. Um, there was a Best Friends and, uh, I thought a Best Friends and Omega and Page uh, uh, promo packet. Again, I thought it was just going to be all comedy, but it, there was some serious, like, they had some, like, you know, obviously Adam Page and Omega kind of, because Adam Page and Omega don't really get along, like, the greatest and all that. And, you know, they basically still put enough hype into it to make you look forward to the match. It's not going to be some joke match. Now, I wonder who's going to actually win that fucking match. Like, I wonder if uh, they actually just give it to best friends, because they've been kind of building up best friends, but... I don't know. I, I I guess I've I, I've been a fan of maybe having the the um, uh, page uh, uh, page and fucking uh, Omega losing it to the FDR, but maybe that's too soon for them. Like, does the Young Bucks and FDR um, feud need a? D does that need a, a title right now or something like that? But I mean, I mean, if you want to fucking show how fucking you know. Uh, you know how uh, detrimental these guys can be. Uh, how detrimental these guys can be to like the elite. Then, then, then maybe you have them fucking be the ones that fucking take the titles away from Omega and them, and then it it, it has insult to injury because then they'll be facing the fucking Bucks. But I mean, I wouldn't be mad if the best friends won, but. I wonder if Paige and Omega are going to do the break. I, I do think that the elite are fucking imploding, basically. I do think that's going to be happening. It seems It kind of seems obvious with Cody Rhodes a little bit. It seems like, you know, he might, uh, you know, align with the Revival. Um, uh, uh, sorry, the FDR. And then maybe join Tully Blanchard and uh, Sean Spears. You know, I don't know. Uh, Brian Cage defeated a jobber easy... I think what the main thing was that uh, Taz cut a beautiful fucking heel promo, and it felt like it felt like a fucking ECW Taz intensity. Maybe he's been listening to some of my fucking pro, um, some of my fucking podcasts, and you know maybe he's like upping it. But he basically again it caused controversy because we didn't know what was happening with Moxley at the time. But he tests a negative, right? He tests a negative. Why are these fucking? I mean, I, I'm glad that kids are fucking outside playing and all that type of shit, but why everyone got to fucking scream, man? Like, I, I, feel like, I feel like I'm such an old geezer right now. Holy shit. It's like 7.15. Like, I understand, man. Like, I can't fucking do it. I, I, I fucking, I'm not going to bash fucking kids for playing outside. What the fuck's wrong with me? 
just like when you're recording a fucking podcast, you know. I mean, it's it's on me because I I don't have better resources. I have a fucking smoke alarm, fucking losing battery, and I have fucking you know people yelling outside. Well, there you go. If you can hear that. Um. So yeah, Taz cut a promo basically saying that Moxley's home with a bullshit excuse, which I thought was fucking hilarious. Um, you know what I mean? Like, it's such a good heel fucking promo. I mean, I was hoping that Moxley didn't have COVID, because I would have fucking probably done it, but people were not fucking happy about that promo for a bit, on, at least on Reddit. Oh, God, shut the fuck up. Um, yeah, so, yeah, so, 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 so that fucking happened, you know, and then, you know, people... But again, uh, so I don't know where that's going to fucking go. Does Moxley just... Does it give an excuse? Because, like, the thing is, if Moxley beats Brian Cage, like, okay, you're, 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 you're introducing guys... And then you're having them fucking lose to him. But then if they win, then you're like, you're letting, like, you know, uh, outsiders who weren't in the company to begin with just win the title. So at least Cage's not an ex-WWE guy. So at least they won't have that stigma. Oh, you gave it to another ex-WWE guy. Because, again, like, how would you beat Brody Lee and make it look convincing and still have Brody Lee look like a fucking badass still, right? And they fuck. I mean, I like the match. I thought they did a good job with still making Brody Lee look like a... I thought they went to the fucking match too soon. So I think maybe, you know, Moxley doesn't have it, but I think, like, he maybe he won't be able to perform, and then they fucking basically, you know, give it to Cage, award it to Cage, or maybe somebody has to fucking face Cage. Maybe they'll do a battle royal for it, and then a uh, battle royal, like, you know, and then have somebody face, uh, face, Cage, face Cage for it. I don't know. Um, but, uh, you know, I think, uh, I think it's safe to say that Cage will probably have the title maybe if they go that way. Um, Hardy defeated Santana. Um, it was it was okay match. It was, I wasn't really fucking into it really. You know, just so much going on. I just didn't really fucking care as much about some of these fucking matches on NXT or anything like that. Especially on SmackDown when it came to SmackDown. Um, yeah. So then Santana and Ortiz attack. I think it was supposed to be Guevara as well, but he's suspended right now. You know what I mean? He's suspended. By the way, Darby Allen cleared cleared his name, but Sammy Guevara had to fucking get you know. A suspension, but okay, doesn't make any fucking sense. But um, Santana and uh, uh, Santana and uh, Ortiz attack Hardy. A private party came down, so it's gonna be, la- uh, you know, Ortiz and Santana, pride and power, proud, proud, pro- pro- uh, pro- eh, proud and powerful versus, um, the private party. I guess with Matt Hardy in the corner, essentially, you know, supposed to be Guevara for for a triple te- a triple threat. Then the, they closed down with this. And this is why this is why AEW lost. Like, listen, I think they overestimate. Listen, I understand they're trying to fucking build Orange Cassidy, and you could, but I really don't think this deserve to be like the main event segment. You know what I mean? And like, even though I like what they're doing with with Orange Cassidy now, where like he can show that he can actually go, he still doesn't go in a convincing manner. Like, it, like, like for someone like him who does a style that he does. That when he actually fucking, you know, does show that he can actually fight and be intense, he, he, it should be like 10 times more intense than what he's doing. Because, you know what I mean? Because it just seems like he just sped it up a little bit. He, he, instead of going from 0. 0. 0.5, he just basically went to maybe just a, a, a 2. Like, you know what I mean? He just basically went to a 2. It, it should be at a 10 maybe. But, I mean, him and Jericho fucking brawled. I like what Jericho was trying to do, though. He was saying that, why did the chicken cross the road? Because he goes, that's the oldest fucking joke that they have, basically. And he goes, you are that fucking, you are the chicken that crossed the road joke 
of AEW. They, they fucking brawled. And I think they brawled up in the fucking state stands a little bit. And uh, I think uh, you saw... Uh, uh, I don't know if it was this, this week or not. I, I, I could have sworn it was last week where he had the fucking... He, his, uh, he got... He got a... Uh, um, his his ear cut and you can see the blood pouring. I don't know if it happened last week or the week before, but again, this has all been confusing to me. But that's how it ended. It was all right, and again, they've been building matches for Fighter Fest. All of a sudden, NXT on the on the day of last week, they announced that there'll be a two week bash of the beach. And already people are mad and making it seem like, oh look, Cody see, Cody's playing it coy to say he doesn't care. Because he's bringing up in a positive way, but his sister thinks it's kind of weird, and she kind of complained about it. Because you know, they never really used it. Like you know, what I mean, like they would, they basically fucked up Starcade by having it as a glorified house show, kind of whatever, right? And I feel like that's WWE's way of fucking, like you know, kind of shitting on Dusty a little bit. But 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 at their at their core, they could be like you know doing it for like oh yeah, yeah for for Dusty, right? But it's probably going to end up being that they're only doing it. Because they want to fucking, you know, fuck up with with AEW. And Cody right now is probably going to be revealed that he's actually way more upset about it than he's leading on. But, you know, like, you know, like, like, you know what I mean? He's going to be more upset about it. But he's not going to fucking, like, he's probably going to... It's one of those times where he's acting cordial. He's on Busted Open and he was basically... Like, you can't trust anything that Cody fucking says. If you're upset, just say you're fucking upset. Okay, so NXT, this started out with Grimes, um, with um, D- Damian Priest being injured in a co- in a parking lot because everything has to happen in a fucking parking lot in wrestling for some reason. But you know he was injured, his ribs were hurt. I don't know if he was like fucking. I don't know if he was run over or something like that. I don't know. What, so, so, someone attacked him, but then basically Grimes came out and it was basically uh, supposed to be Grimes who did that, and Priest still came out and he fought. So I guess they're making him a good guy. Grimes still won because Priest, you know, had injured thing. Uh, so I guess that gives him another big win, kind of. So you can kind of, you know, boast about that. You can boast about fucking, you know, him getting more uh, this victory, being showing more of a dangerous side, kind of, in a way. But he's still being, like, kind of like, you know, mid, mid-card comical, kind of. Where you can kind of, like, it's teetering whether you can go in a more serious direction like a Kurt Angle kind of way, or is you are you gonna go back down to the comedy where you basically reduce it to Santino level, where Santino at one point was like in the mid in the midst of being kind of serious and kind of being you know comedic still, where you can kind of go okay you can build and make him more serious like you can kind of evolve make him more credible, but he just continued to become a uh, you know a, a cartoonish fucking character. You know what I mean? And then the the, the the Thatcher promo. I think he's going to fight Oni Lorcan tonight. Or or whatever. I don't know if it's tonight or the next time. But I'm liking these promos where he's basically teaching fucking people how to wrestle. It's like in black and white. You know what I mean? Like it actually feels... It, 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 this is what Dan Severin's gimmick should have fucking basically been when he was in WWE. And I think Thatcher has like the fucking like... Like he looks like a fucking psycho basically. Like he might not be like the like the best fucking on the mic, but he fucking like he does come across convincing. Like they've, um, uh, uh you know, they've catered to his strengths in what he can do. Like he's a, like you know he's like a Steve Blackman. Like and, and, anyway, by the way, that's not a bad thing. 
Steve Blackman was dope, but I think the thing that we loved about Steve Blackman that he wasn't like the most fucking charismatic. He wasn't the most like, like he wasn't the best fucking actor. But like just him, him, him just not talking has more charisma than when he actually does talk, kind of in a way. You know what I mean? It, it, it kind of he kind of like remi- he kind of, as, as I was saying, it's, he has Steve Blackman charisma, but with the delivery of Chris Masters when he first came in WWE. But I, I mean, I'm still digging it. You know what I mean? Um, uh, Santos Escobar, I think he defeated Jake At- Jake Jake Atlas. I could be mistaken, but I think Drake Maverick may have come out. No, no, Drake Maverick was was taken out, so he didn't come out. But again, like you know. Uh, I don't know if he cut a fucking promo or not, man. I, I totally forgot. But he just beat... Again, it was a good fucking showing. I, I like the fucking... I like the fucking danger aspect that the Cruiserweight division has. It's probably one of the better fucking established characters that WWE has had in a Cruiserweight division where it feels kind of like on like a mid, like an upper mid-carter main event kind of feel to it. You know what I mean? So, so that's why I would argue. Like, not, not everyone's going to be main event. But that doesn't mean you can't put value into like the undercard kind of. So like I, I don't think I don't think I remember like the last time they put an importance on something in the cruiserweight division. Like there's been great fucking matches, but if you watch two hundred five, and I'm, I'm even talking about um even like in the in the previous incarnation of the fucking uh, uh, of uh, of the cruiserweight division in the two thousand two to two thousand seven. You know what I mean? Like, uh, 2001 to 2007, essentially. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I don't recall. Like, they did a couple of fucking storylines, a couple of good matches and all that. But I don't really recall. Like, I know, uh, like, you know, Jamie Noble and Tajiri or Jamie Noble and uh, maybe, I think, I don't know who else, who else he was f- for the Cruiserweight. I think it was Tajiri, I think. I'm not sure. But anyways, but, I mean, I'm, I'm liking what I'm seeing so far. There was another Undisputed Era Therapy and listen, I'm not saying that these segments aren't fucking good, right? But I guess like like they, they they're running they're running they're they're running uh uh they're running like you know there's like no way like what I'm saying is like there's no other thing for these guys to be doing. It seems like they should be wrapping up on NXT because they like I know Roderick Strong has been there longer because he was like on the roster there. Um, pro, like you know, like you know, I think he came around like earlier a couple of months, but like with Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, and Adam Cole, they're like coming up on three years now being on NXT and then debuting there. So to me, it's like okay, uh, so like what, what else are you gonna do? They're just doing these comedy kind of segments, and again, I'm not complaining. Like I'm like the it just seems like below them kind of. You know what I mean? But I guess they're trying to show. I guess they're getting ready for a move to Raw. I'm sure they can do sports entertainment. Kyle O'Reilly has been fucking hilarious in the segments. I don't know. I don't know why he's like again. I don't know why he hasn't been around as much with them for some odd. Maybe he doesn't want to work or something like that because of the the whole COVID thing. Maybe he's immune to it or something. I'm not immune to it or something. I don't know. Or his immune system is bad. I don't know. Man, I can't speak English. But basically, the, the the whole thing was to get Roderick Strong to face his fear of going into a trunk. He did. They all cheered him on, and then they you know go that he's gonna face Dexter Loomis. Which they had a fucking match, and you know Roderick Strong basically like in the ma- it was it was an okay match, but he basically they couldn't fucking do it, and he fucking ran away, and Bobby Fish was like, "Where are you going, man? Where are you going?" And then while Bobby Fish was kind of like you know calling for Roderick Strong to come back, Dexter Loomis chokes him out. You know what I mean? 
but by the way, listen, man, I don't know what they're gonna do with them, but I, I really, I listen, man, I, I'm, I'm, I like Kyle O'Reilly. I think he's fucking dope. I think he's become a, a more charismatic with what he's been doing with some of the fucking character he's been showing. Maybe he got his Illuminati, Illuminati microchip now. He can become a personality. Um, but I really hope Bobby Fish gets to do a single run in some capacity. I'm not saying he has to be the main event guy or anything like that. But, like, give him a North American title run, man. Like, but Bobby Fish, I think Bobby Fish is, to me, he's like, and again, this is, again, this is how good all of the guys are in Undisputed Era. They're probably one of my favorite factions of, 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 a, pro, like, of, of a really credible fucking faction. Um, to me, at least, a lot of people. Some people just don't fucking like them because they're too small, whatever, and all that. But I, I fucking, I, I dig all the guys in in undisputed era. I think that, but Bobby Fish is by far one of my fucking favorites. Maybe because he did a good job in Ring of Honor, from the stuff that I saw of him and all that, and other places as well. But I just think Bobby Fish is uh, uh, should be. I don't. Know, I just think. I mean, he's getting a little bit more mic time, a little bit on some level. But like Bobby Fish cutting a scathing promo, man. If the if people from people who watch NXT didn't watch ROH at all and never heard Bobby Fish cut a really good fucking you know a heel fucking promo, then like you know you'll be it's it's also the tone of his voice. It sounds like a more obnoxious fucking guy, which pisses you off even more. That's 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 why I dig Bobby Fish, and I'm always gonna be an advocate for him to get more fucking mic time, whatever. But I don't know where this is fucking going because, you know, um, Adam Cole's in the midst of a fucking, you know, match with, uh, with, you know, with, uh, with, with, with Keith Lee, basically, and all the other guys, whatever. But, um, hold on, um, uh, Dakota Kai and Raquel defeated Casey, uh, Casey, I can't, I, 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 she's Ricochet's girl, girlfriend, I can't, I can't pronounce her last name, I think it was Cartazano, I, I, I don't know, I, I, again, I, I always mess up the fucking name, some of these names, and Caden Carter, it was, this was a good match, by the way, to showcase Raquel Gonzalez as a fucking giant, basically, like, uh, uh, Caden Carter alley-ooped, uh, um, alley-ooped Casey, and she got caught by uh, by uh, by um, Raquel Gonzalez, and then Raquel Gonzalez, while holding her in a chokeslam position, basically, uh, basically kicked Caden uh, Carter to the f- kick Caden Carter. I thought that was fucking dope. And and again, I'm I'm gonna say it right now that I'm still hoping that when B- B- Becky, when Bailey and Sasha Banks implode, I am hoping that uh, they are gonna fucking lose. The fucking uh, that that they fucking basically like drop the titles basically by because like the the like the imploding is gonna be such a big angle that the only choice for them would be that they have to drop the titles right now people are gonna be shitting on that because like oh what they can't put someone over or something like that I think by taking advantage of that you have a massive fucking tournament with multiple teams from all fucking brands. Not just like a simple eight, uh, uh, a simple four team turn, a four team thing, whatever. Do a nice fucking tournament for like at least like uh, on the bill to maybe SummerSlam, and you have the finals at SummerSlam, and you fucking ha- and give it to the NXT. I think Raquel and Dakota Kai should get the fucking title. I think they should have a run with it. I really, I really do. I think that they would make a good fucking tag team, and then you know what I mean. You can keep it on NXT for a bit. And then when they need to come to fucking Raw or SmackDown, then it'll make it seem a lot more important than just having someone from Raw or SmackDown having it and then just showing up to Raw and SmackDown, essentially. You know what I mean? That's what I fucking feel. Um, 
uh, what else happened? Um, yeah, uh, Cross defeated Reed. Just German, just a bunch of German suplexes, basically. And then a fucking choke. But I like that they fucking went back to it. Because it looks impressive that Cross just beat up a big fucking guy. So it's, it's, it's right now you're wondering what he's going to fucking do in this fucking, in, in, in this fucking, in, in, in the main event scene, basically. You know what I mean? Does he cost, crossed, uh, again, let, let me get into it right now. Uh, with the main event, well, I'll get to the main event in a second, but then they're doing this angle right now where they're trying to get uh, uh, Rhea Ripley, who's been kind of an, like, I mean, Robert Stone hasn't done anything super offensive other than ask, other than be annoying and ask her to join the fucking brand, right? But she's been like a fucking nonstop bully to the fucking guy. Maybe she recognizes that he's just a fucking opportunist and she doesn't have any, she, she, she's no nonsense about that. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, she was wrestling Aaliyah. Uh, she was wrestling Aaliyah, and Aaliyah had a confrontation with her uh, backstage, like, you know, outside. And she kind of, I think she slapped Rhea Ripley, whatever, and then she ran away. But, um, yeah, so with the Cole, it's basically that she fucking, you know, she was getting manhandled by it. Robert Stone basically took it, took his shoe and threw it at Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley beat beat him up, like, you know, grabbing his jacket. It was like b- b- run of the mill type, you know, run of the like Benny Hill type fucking type of shit. And Aaliyah still, Aaliyah still fucking lost with that fucking submission that she does basically, you know, that Rhea Ripley does. But then next week they said that like um, Robert Stone and uh, which was this week, which is coming up soon, that uh, Robert Stone and Aaliyah will face Rhea Ripley, and if Rhea Ripley loses, she has to join the the Robert Stone brand. Now, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if she just fucking, you know, ends up winning. Ends up winning anyways, and it just ends this fucking storyline. But, I mean, maybe, maybe um, Chelsea Green comes back, and she joins in with them, and she cost the match to Rhea Ripley. And, and maybe then they have, like, you know, Aaliyah and Chelsea Green basically be you know basically be like the like you know with Rhea Ripley somehow and Rhea Ripley I don't know if like you know you make her go heel a little bit and she ends up liking it or something like that but it just seems too comedy for her but I think it's just a filler spot I don't mind it right now I know people are saying oh why are you giving this ex-champion who never got her title match back kind of in a way you're putting it in this but you know what sometimes people can just do a lower card feud at times you don't have to always be at the top of the fucking feud maybe this turns in to something that's really compelling you know, you, like, you don't fucking know that or not, you know, but we'll see what fucking happens, and then, um, and then, yeah, Lee defeated Balor and Gargano, he pinned fucking, uh, he pinned Gar- uh, Balor, which I guess is the more credible fucking win, because he pinned a former NXT champion and a former Universal champion, but it was, it was a, it was a decent fucking match, I thought it was slower than what I expected, but it was, it was still good, so I guess, like, Lee fucking is gonna face, uh, Adam Cole, uh, for for title versus title. Now I'm wondering where they're gonna go. Does it become a a, a DQ situation where nobody wins because Cross attacks both of them or something? Does Lee actually just win and then Cross and him feud? I, I I'm wondering where it's gonna go because if Lee has both titles, then does he have to defend both titles and then will that be like the next fucking level of where this goes where they basically defend? Like, I I cause, like I I can't see like Lee winning the world title. Uh, the NXT, the NXT championship, and then Cross is going. Well, I want to go for the North American title. You know what I mean? But again, I, I, I don't know. Uh, I, it's, it's, it's. It'll be, it'll be worthy to see where this fucking whole situation ends up going. 
Uh, let me move to SmackDown. Um, this wasn't... Again, this is when the whole COVID thing was really fucking hitting its fucking... Uh, hitting the fucking, you know, news and all that type of shit with, with what's going on and all the shadiness that's happening. So it left, like, a sour taste. Like, it, it reminded me of, like, TNA stuff where, like, people can't enjoy TNA because there's already so many backstage shit that was happening in 2010, 2011, where like, it took away from the product, even if the product was all right. But, like, I mean, they, they, they basically did a taker special um, where they showed the fucking Boneyard match sprinkled in with some commentary from wrestlers, um, you know, between commercial breaks and all that. It was like the first half hour or so of the fucking, uh, of the show. And then Corbin cut a fucking promo about, you know, Undertaker never working, like, you know, taking the spotlight off of other younger talent, like, you know, like him and all that. And the thing is, like, I wouldn't mind this Corbin shit, but the thing is, like, they make Corbin so cartoonish that, like, and his feuds, like, see him never ending. And, like, like, like you know what I mean? That, like, nobody cares about them. And then Jeff Hardy took exception from it, from it. And then they had a match in the main event. And I think Hardy Hardy won from from what I gather. But then all the it was, it was somehow a lumberjack match in some way. Like I think some wrestlers were were there. Um, I guess they probably filmed this out of order. So they basically filmed that, and all the good guys basically did their moves on on Corbin essentially. Like, all, like most of the good guys that were around, you know, Matt, Matt Riddle and them. And then for some reason they had Undertaker's fucking picture up on the screen, and everyone just basically like it just felt like some like overly forced fucking thing. Like it just felt like a really weird like with all the news that's breaking, it just seemed like such an out of place. Like everyone's just suddenly doing like this thank you Taker and uh you know fucking it, it just seemed like really really odd like it doesn't didn't seem like a fucking like like a like a re- like, like a real like it just felt like a really like like you know an, like, like at the end of a fucking move end of like a, 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 a an oddball comedy when like there's just chaos going there's just chaos going around it doesn't really make any fucking sense in in, in any in any level but it's just everyone is just doing randomness that's what this fucking ending kind of felt like on smackdown for me that's what it fucking felt like um uh, let's see, um, Nikki Cross had a fatal four-way with Bliss, Lacey, and Dana, and th- that was alright, I thought they were gonna tease something with Bliss and, Le- uh, and Nikki, but they didn't really fucking, uh, like, she was, like, Cross was, like, kind of, like, 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 making sure she doesn't get hurt, and, and, you know what I mean, and she was always with either Brooks or Lacey, like, you know what I mean, but she ended up pinning, she, she ended up winning anyways, so I don't know where it's gonna fucking go with, uh, with them, like, is, is Bliss gonna eventually turn heel, cause she's gonna be the one, Cross is the one facing Bailey, which will probably be the better match anyways, but I wonder if, like, they're gonna do a typical breakup thing, or are they just gonna keep, like, be like New Day, kinda keep it together, kind of, in a way, where, like, you're always gonna assume, like, oh, are they gonna break up now, because Bliss always goes heel, but I, I don't know how long, like, will Cross be the one that turns on her, cause, the, the, I mean, you know, I would rather that than have the typical Bliss being the one, but Bliss also plays a better fucking heel. But again, I don't know what the fuck is going on with that. Um, what else happened? Um, uh, Nakamura, Nakamura and um, uh, Nakamura Cesaro and Miz and Morrison uh, defeated New Day and Lucha Bros, Lucha Lucha House Party. And I gotta say, without Callisto, Lindsay Dorado and Grand Manalik, they've been like. 
upping their intensity in these matches. Like they come across, like it just shows that how un underrated these guys are and how underused they are. But like lately, they've been having like 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 there was good interact, like a lot of Morrison interaction in the match, where like a lot of the good interactions were with, was with, with Lindsay and Grand Metalik, basically. You know what I mean? I guess because that's from John, Johnny Mundo's uh, time in uh, in uh, um, uh, in Lucha Underground and shit, you know. But yeah, they, they basically they uh, I think uh, um, Miz and Morris I think Morrison got the fucking win over one of the Lucha Bros. But you know, I mean, I mean, you should just, if Cesaro and Nakamura are the next in line, they should have been the ones that got another win. But I guess that's a win by default. Uh, there was a Strowman promo that I wasn't really paying attention to. I I just it, this day I was like pay, I was trying to watch some MTV as well because the VMAs of two thousand were coming on. I'll get into that in the next podcast about like like you know when some of these things happened. But yeah, Strowman cut a fucking promo basically talking about how he's gonna channel the old Strowman, and he was basically going down Bray Wyatt's path basically. So basically, Bray Str Strowman was channeling his fucking his old self basically like it was like a psychotic promo it didn't seem as bad but from what other people were saying that it's just horrible and i guess like you can't do you can't do the universal or the world title as main events i think you need to go with sasha and oscar i think that needs to be the main event of thing because dolph ziggler and drew is kind of heatless anything that dolph ziggler does is kind of fucking heatless at this point even this online shtick, you know, and and then you uh, you definitely can do, especially if you're doing like you know, uh, extreme rules the uh, extreme rules the horror show, and again like people are like oh this company has it's so clueless but it's by design because the WWE is supposed to become a joke basically by basically doing these kind of things. Um, so let me go to Raw. No, no, so, yeah, so yeah, the, 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 the main event I already covered, Hardy defeated Corbin, and then the, the, it wasn't that action-packed, action, action packed, but again, Raw was uh, a little bit better, in my personal opinion, I mean, there was a little bit, I mean, there wasn't, it was kind of a forgettable show, but I mean, there's some highlights in it, like MVP is a fucking highlight, I look forward to Raw for, uh, for that, but Raw started out, it was supposed to be a double contract signing, so they already started out with, in the midst of a brawl, with Sasha, with Bailey and Sasha trying to beat up on Asuka and separations, you know what I mean? Sasha's not wearing any shoes, so I'm sure there's going to be a lot of wrestling with plot people on Reddit that already have screenshots of, you know, Sasha Sasha Banks barefoot. I mean, you, you can only imagine what they're going to fucking do with that shit. But it was a cool fucking little brawl that was going on. I like that Samoa Joe was the one that had to fucking be the guy that kind of, uh, you know, basically makes it a... Uh, uh, he has to make it like you know he's like he's they try to get decorum in Samoa Joe fashion, right? It just it's just hilarious to see Samoa Joe in this in the, in, the, in this position basically where he has to be the guy that has professional decorum while he's credible enough to like break up this fucking thing. So to me, I enjoy whatever Samoa Joe does, man. I really hope before he retires, he gets a world title run of some sort. He deserves one. You know, I think he should win. You know, he won one in ROH. You know, TNA, obviously, I think he should win one in WWE. Unless you want to count the NXT title as a, as, as a world title. I don't know. They're already considering it for the women's shit. So you might as well. I guess because the women have more credible holders. Like you, because if they make the fucking NXT, if they make uh, NXT a world title, and you know, you with how they treat Bo Dallas now, 
they you can't say Bo Dallas was a former world champion for, to these guys. But to me, I love Bo Dallas, so I fucking think it would be great if you consider Bo Dallas a former champion, world champion. You can you can uh, uh, consider uh, um, Sami Zayn a former world champion too. Then if that fucking counts, you know what I mean. Nakamura is a former world champion. Then you know, I I think they should. But, yeah, so, anyways, Drew McIntyre came out, Dolph Ziggler came out, and it was just a generic fucking promo about, like, Dolph Ziggler not living up to his potential and all that, and, uh, um, uh, Dolph Ziggler basically talking about how he deserves a shot. Even Asuka was fucking, um, 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 scared, like, like, done with it. She interrupted the fucking promo in, in speaking Japanese. Um, I'll say the, uh, she talks, so she talks her shit, then Sasha talks her shit, and then when Sasha signs, she brings back the fucking nostalgia of the, the, like, when she did contract signings in NXT for big matches, and they did contract signings, she would have a stamp with the boss on it, and she would put that in the contract, she brought that fucking back, I thought that was fucking cool as hell, uh, and then they basically set up a fucking, the main event, uh, with, uh, with, with Drew, Drew, inter- intergender match, with Drew, Drew and uh, um, Oscar versus Sasha, and uh, uh, and Dolph Ziggler, and even in the backstage sketches, they were like kind of telling him not to fucking blow it, because he always blows things. You know what I mean? He always blow blows it. I thought she should have said, "You you ruin your career, don't ruin mine." But um, Sasha and again, I love Sasha and Oscar's interactions together in in these matches. You know what I mean? Um, Listen, I'm not, again. I I'm not normally a fan of the world, the, the the champion always getting pinned on the way to pay per view and all that type of shit. But I like that Sasha got a fucking win over Oscar on some level. Maybe I mean I know, I know if it was Charlotte Flair, I would have been complaining. But I feel like with Charlotte and Becky kind of stepping away, like now, like it feels like Bailey and Sasha are gonna be being are gonna be the highlights of this fucking div- of the women's division and and again like you know people are gonna go oh well you like Sa- you, you want sasha on all these programs because she's gonna be facing io sheree um this week and i don't know how you're gonna have like that fucking end or whatever but i know the match is gonna be fucking dope and sasha's been doing some fucking great work and 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 um lately and same with bailey as same with bailey as well even though i think she's better as a fucking face but she's doing her fucking best and i dig it so, you know, um, so Sasha got a fucking, uh, 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 uh did a, rever- like, you know, she reversed a fucking role, like a roll kind of, like, you know, it wasn't like a, a tap out or anything like that, it was like, you know, a bit, a, basically a roll up, not a roll up pin, but like, them both, both kind of exchanging different, um, positions of fucking jock, jocking for a pin, basically, and Sasha basically ended up fucking, you know, taking, taking it, D- Dolph Ziggler and Drew were, were not really, like, factors in this fucking match, they had some highlights in it, but it was mainly about Sasha and Asuka, so I'm digging what, what Sasha Banks is doing right now, man, I, I really fucking dig it, uh, I think, uh, you know, we, we might be seeing a fight, like, an actual push eventually from her, I don't know if they're gonna actually have Sasha win the fucking Raw's Women Champion, I know people will complain about it, but being a Sasha fan, I would not fucking mind that at all, but I really think, you know, you don't really need for Asuka to win, and you can just have Sasha and Bailey. uh, you know, um, you can have Sasha and Bailey. um, uh, you know, just feud for the fucking SmackDown title, if, you know, make that make sense, but again, they might extend this, maybe to, like, they might extend it longer, maybe, maybe to Survivor Series or something like that, I don't know if they're gonna fully do the angle 
after fucking Extreme Rules, but I mean, I'm enjoying Sasha uh, on wrestling on different fucking brands. You know what I mean? And and, and again, a, a lot of people are not fucking you know fa- like some people I can see are kind of like you know kind of like no, like not in, as enthused because it's Sasha that's getting Sasha and Bailey that's getting the fucking uh, accolades right now of being praised by going to NXT and having good matches there while they have interpreted that Charlotte Flair was kind of holding... And by that, that was done by design, by the way. Like, you know, all these fucking places that are praising Charlotte and all that, like, it's by, it's by design, essentially. You know what I mean? Um, what else happened? Um, yeah, Andrade and fucking Zelina... Uh, Andrade and Garza were supposed to fight Viking Raiders at first. But then Big Show warned them. And again, Big Show referred to them as cars. And people are... I don't know if that's supposed to be racist. Because, again, I don't know what fucking... Is Maserati a fucking... What, like, is that, is that like a... Uh, is, again, I don't know shit about cars. I've never fucking driven one, unfortunately. Another fucking... Another another thing of... You can add to the list of me being a fucking cornball and piece of shit. That isn't useless in this... That's useless in this world. Um... So like so I I don't know what he was trying to do. He's trying like I get he's trying to say that they're, they're, like they're just fast or like I don't know what was there a racial implication in there? I don't I don't fucking know now. I don't know it's offensive anymore. But basically I don't know why they set that part up because then you know he did a promo they interrupt him and then Ric Flair basically interrupts. So is this a way for get Ric Flair in with Andrade basically because he was basically talking about like how Randy Orton's going to fucking destroy him and all that all that bullshit. I, again, I, I I wasn't really, again, so, some of these promos, I wasn't really, I, I have like 80 million things I'm listening to with the podcast and this going on, but it just seemed like like Andrade and them were going to fucking attack Big Show, but then Viking Raiders did come out, and then uh, they did beat the Viking Raiders in, in there, but they're still teasing that there's a fucking uh, a, a disagreement, because then later on they faced Big Show, and then they're having more disagreements, and then Andrade left fucking Garza to get beat by Big Show. So it's like, is this tag team formation that's happening? I thought what they were going to do with it is like extend their fucking storyline more by having them as an established tag team for a bit. Maybe win the titles and then break up. But it, to me, it's making it seem like they're just doing the tag team for just maybe another team for Street Profits to beat while they're also in the midst of this. But it could also seem like maybe Andrade is going to go with Flair and Randy Orton on some level. And then Zelina will be stuck with uh, Garza. Um, uh, if I mean, that's, that's where it seems like... Because, again, I don't know why you inserted... Because, uh, you know, Ric Flair is, like, you know, basically his father-in-law. Because Charlotte and Andrade are fucking, you know, uh, you know, hot and heavy in the streets, I, I guess. Um, so, yeah, so, so that's what happened with that one. Um, R-Truth won the fucking 24-7 title. Again, you know, Tazawa dress. Like, you know what? Just put him back on NXT. Just like, just I mean, he maybe he might might not be doing much, but again, like I just this, like what's what's it going to accomplish other than a couple of uh, shoot interviews afterwards about how he hated this fucking whole period. That's why I feel like they book they book like that from now on, kind of in a way. Um, let's see what else. Um. Yeah, there was a a Seth and Ray promo. This one wasn't again. I I've been a fan of all these, but again, it's just more about sacrifices and he's gonna avenge his son and all that type of shit. It's like it's it's basically the same thing, but they're extending it. And I thought that they would get the Ray feud out of the way first, 
but it seems like you know then then like Humberto and fucking Andra, uh, um and Alistair Black, who they still haven't explained how they're fucking friends, but okay, whatever. Uh, they 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 come out to uh, to like you know run them out. There's an exchange between Alistair Black and Seth Rollins, basically. Um, and again, it maybe looks it, it, to me. I think that Rollins and and Alistair Black should be the goal of where of where this fucking of where the bigger storyline goes. Instead, they're focusing on Ray. It feels like he's just gonna be like you know an afterthought. But like I mean, still kept credible. Like I don't think he's gonna be like he could probably move on to a world title thing. But it just feels like maybe Ray costs him the match and it still gives Alistair a win. But I thought maybe Alistair should get the bigger match with Seth Rollins and get the bigger feud. But like basically, yeah. So like you know, then like uh, uh, they beat they beat um they, they, they Seth Rollins. I guess Austin Theory isn't there, by the way. So it was Seth Rollins uh, doing it. So I guess you can assume that you know uh, Austin Theory is not going to be back anytime soon, unless like he's cleared on what he did. Um, but but Buddy Murphy had uh Umberto on um uh, like not on his shoulders, but like with Umberto's body with um stomach and you know crotch area basically face facing buddy murphy like you had him on the shoulders on that level and seth rollins basically does a flying knee for the top rope for the win and then he puts Rey mysterio's mask on fucking umberto umberto butter tease about the fucking you know putting his putting him through the eye thing uh alistair black kind of breaks that up and then seth ended up just getting a stomp on the fucking steps that knocked him out um, again, I don't know. I don't know where this is leading. I, I, I'm, I'm thinking that, you know, maybe Rey Mysterio's son ter- joins Seth Rollins, maybe. But I don't know if they'll do that, because, again, like, maybe they want you to keep thinking that's going to happen, but maybe this story is just about, like, you know, them actually being, cre- like, you know, like, it's, it's always good that when you think that maybe sometimes there's going to be a heel turn, but then there isn't a heel turn, because maybe they're making it more realistic, where, like, in real life, Someone would actually just have their families back, essentially. But it's wrestling, right? So what else would you expect? Um, Peyton Royce and Ruby had a match. And I got to say, like, there was like a, 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 a spiral, like a a spinning fucking suplex that, uh, like, it looked like a, like a brain buster kind of in a way. Like, you know what I mean? But Peyton Royce has been really improving in the fucking ring. And I'm glad to see it because her and Billy Kay have the characters down pat. And I think that, you know, they have... And maybe because Ruby Riot's a really good fucking wrestler. So maybe it was easier to be working with them. But I think when you have, you know, good workhorses within the division and you want to fucking make someone look better, you you put them in there because uh, Peyton Royce looked fucking really good in this match. I, I really thought she, she's been... Again, the, her and Billy Kay have shown more, like, aggr- aggression in, on the mic skills. They've kind of toned down the complete parody of comedy that they, that they always do. And I'm not saying it's bad, but I just think that sometimes you don't really have to go that super route and you're making them seem, being seen more as serious competitors. And I'm, I'm all for it, man. I'm all for it. Um, what else? MVP did one where he's... I've been teaching a promo where he's talking about, uh... About how, like, you know, he's one of the longest reigning champions of the U.S. title history. And that he, he Apollo should be thankful for his, like, reaching out. And that he tries to give back before teaching. He doesn't like keeping all the knowledge to himself. And Apollo comes out and basically says that, like, he... If he really cared, then he wouldn't... He would have taken his on um um his uh rejection seriously but you keep like you know do you keep kind of like uh you know poking the bear a little bit in a way right and it just leads to a fucking match 
And MVP actually... It was a good match, too, by the way. And MVP actually gets his first solo win over the US, U.S. champion. And I don't know how I feel about that because I like that MVP got a win. But I was I was hoping that you would get away from, like, the, the, the mid-card champions losing non-title matches. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? And I, unless you're going to have MVP go for the title but then lose the title match... Because it seemed like it's more about Lashley. So Lashley, after the match, put Apollo Cruz in the fucking uh, in the uh, in in the in the in the in the in his uh, full Nelson Ricochet and Cedric, who were seen with Apollo before, laughing at r Truth because r Truth was being oblivious. I thought it was kind of like you know a way to like kind of show that like you know like like some of the faces are joking around with each other, kind of in a way. Like it wasn't the greatest segment, but I just thought it it made Apollo show more fucking personality back there, and it was good to see Cedric, and it was good to see Cedric, and uh, um, and um, and and Ricochet. But then they came out to break it up, and then Bobby Lashley and Ricochet had a match, and Bobby Lashley fucking destroyed Ricochet. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I want Ricochet to get pushed, but again, Lashley is on fire right now, and he's looking fucking really, really, you know, aggressive, and he's looking really credible. So I personally think that, you know, it's a good thing that Lashley won. I don't know if this is going to, like, maybe lead to a fucking heel turn from Cedric and Ricochet to join, but, um, you know what I mean? But, like, he, he, got, he, he got put in the fucking uh, full Nelson lock, and then Cedric got put in the full Nelson lock. So I'm guessing, like, Cedric will face Bobby Lashley, like, next week on Raw, probably. And uh, what else happened? Uh, yeah. So, yeah, that that was basically Raw. It was all, all of Raw. I thought it was a, a pretty good episode. I, I, I've been enjoying Raw more during the pandemic than I've been enjoying in SmackDown. Um, you know what I mean? I, I think maybe because MVP is on there. You know, so I think maybe because Sasha and Bailey have kind of, you know, a uh, little light under that, you know, little fire in the women's division a bit, you know, being there. So again, w- w- again, it, it was a, a really good episode, basically. I, I thought it was, I thought it was fine. Some people didn't really like it, but I, I liked the episode of Raw, basically. There were things I liked, just some things I didn't fucking care for. I get, I, just, I don't get how they keep booking Andrade and Garza, like, 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 you know what I mean? Like, they, they, they keep putting, and I guess that's because of the circumstances of limited people being there, but it felt, it feels like for the, like, last couple of months, like, they're, like, Zelina Vega's crew, and Zelina Vega's been doing good on commentary, and with some of the promo, promo, like, her getting in Charlie Caruso's face and all that type of shit, I think she's been doing a good job, but then there's only so much you're, your managerial skills can look credible if the booking isn't there to fucking help you got help 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 them out basically, you know that's how I you know it it just it's just weird to me how they book Andrade and Garza, and you know it just like there's so many you know I like the different factions but you you got to keep it past a mid card faction can they become a threat at some point but it seems like Andrade is gonna be kind of associated with Flair at some point that's where I think it's kind of going in in some fucking level I don't know. But anyways, I'll get back to the non-wrestling stuff of other social media discourse that I want to talk about. I think I'm going to have to watch it. It's, it's, it's almost 8, it's eight, o'clock, eight, 8 o'clock right now as we speak. Um, you know, so I'm, I'm, going to, I'm probably going to miss out on Firefest, Fighter Fest for the time being. Um, and I'm probably going to just record straight through. I want to get these. I want to get. I don't want to fucking procrastinate. I, I procrastinated enough. I, I'm, I'm trying to do more, more, uh, more of these. I have to stay off Periscope. I kind of been falling off on that, and I think I, I I've caught myself at a good at a good time to cut myself off again for a little bit, 
because you know what I mean I'm kind of seeing the drama and it's like okay it's, the place hasn't fucking really changed it's just gotten fucking a lot worse with some of the controversy that goes on there so I it just it's, it's not a good fucking scene at all on there and the thing is it's a shame because there's the guys that I fucking like but then when I'm in streams of fucking riots and all that some of the people that I follow that I thought were like you know they don't express any fucking like alt right behavior but they're like against the protest basically happening even though what was going on in Portland yesterday wasn't even a riot, even though the Portland police was deeming it a fucking riot, you know what I mean? It, it just, you know what I mean? So it, it's it's weird just seeing some of the people there, and it just makes you go, okay, so these guys, you know, are showing their true colors of being, like, pro-cop and all that type of shit. And then, you know, some of my trolls come in there telling, oh, I hope you're Antifa scum, get fucking locked up and all this. It's like, dude, like, what, like... Like, like, you guys show your colors, or you guys just being fucking sh- shitty trolls? I don't, I don't know. But anyways, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go eat dinner. Uh, I'm gonna probably do do another podcast, dropping in a bit. Uh, whenever this drops, uh, I'm sure you 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 will get. You know. Again, I gotta put a. I, I gotta. You know, Vince McMahon's the fucking devil. I mean, that's where it's leading. That's where all this fucking shit is leading with Vince McMahon. He's the fucking devil. And that's why I always fucking, will always fucking think because of what he's doing with this COVID shit. And maybe I'm falling for the kayfabe, real life kayfabe as well, maybe, I don't know. But who the fuck, you know, who the fuck really, you know, it doesn't really matter. I don't know, man. What should I name this podcast? I I feel like I put wrestling discourse, social media discourse. Should I just make a fancy name like... Then, oh, Kevin Dunn, Kevin Dunn told me not to wear a mask. Um, you know what I mean? I, 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 don't, I, I don't know what to put. I, I'll put, like, some stupid title. I'll put, like, an ironic title where people will be like, oh, that's kind of funny, but kind of force-fed a little bit. You know what I mean? People will think that people... I'll, I'll, I'll make a stupid title where it, it incites people who fucking fuck with me um, to be in a group chat to be like... He thought he was funny by putting Kevin Dunn uh, said don't wear a mask uh, as a title of his fucking podcast. Cause he's trying to come, he can't come up with anything really witty or substantial to fucking really say about anything. Because his mind is so deluded and fucked up. Anyways, uh, take it easy guys.